So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Halloween Horror Nights Orlando has mastered the art of the scare. We'll cover each year of this amazing event one by one, picking through the bones and uncovering its past. So join us now as we open another tomb inside the catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. This episode is all about Halloween Horror Nights 25 post the event so we can finally talk about everything. No such thing as spoilers anymore because it is over. That is to say, I'm also happy that we can finally, finally talk about it freely. I am Matt and joining me once again is my co-host Quint. Yeah, we get to talk about it. <laughs> first things first. Let's didn't even have this in my notes. How are you dealing with the post twenty five? I don't know what you would call. I, I don't know what to call it because it's the post twenty five so, time sort of period. Yeah. I guess I don't know because that's what's weird. I I thought I would be super upset that it's over, but I had such a good time, and we did so much. I put a list together of what we covered. I can't believe how much we did this year, Yeah, and we're still doing it right now, and we have one more thing to do after this that it's almost like, okay, I'm glad it's over so that we can start getting towards 26, <laughs> you know? it's. Yeah. I really thought I was going to be a lot more down about it, but I'm no, not, it was, so. It was really good. Um I'm I'm doing okay. I'm just wondering where my October went. Yeah, I know that is. I will say that for this. October just blew by between the event starting here, me going opening night with the media party, going subsequent nights after that, then you and I trekking out to Hollywood, then just right. weeks later you being here and probably it's it's one of the l- longer trips you've been here lately. Like it's a day longer but still the shortest because yeah, we just we did flew so through much. it. Yeah. And then, and then for me, the very next weekend, I went up to Seattle. So yeah, right. <laughs> three corners of the U.S. in like four weeks, and I was just like, "Yeah, I." My wife and I looked at each other after we got back from Seattle, and just went, "I, we're just, I'm done." Right. Yeah. It, I, I, my October is the same way. I mean, I, I closed out Halloween Horror Nights here. I went to the last night. I have a last night coverage. A friend of mine that had never been there before and got to experience something neither of us got to, which we'll hear about later. But it's like, yeah, yeah you, October you just. A, you had a trip for work in between that all. Too. Oh yeah, I had I traveled I think twice. Yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, I traveled twice. Yeah, so it's been it's been yeah it's been really really hectic and and I think I'm glad that it's I'm glad that it's over just because I finally get to go. Oh. That's it. Yeah, I'm glad it's over and we're able to regroup and get back to the show and then once May June comes around again we can start doing it all over again. But it's yeah I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Make, I don't want to make it sound like I'm happy it's over, but in a sense, I'm kind of happy it's over. I'm just. I, I'm glad it was such a great time, and all good things must come to an end. I think that's it's, true. It's that's true. Really, the way I feel about it. Yeah, uh, I will say with the extensive coverage we did, and it's weird. I didn't think we did as much coverage as we as we wanted to. It ends up we didn't do some of the things we wanted to. But we ended up doing other things and doing more than I really realized we did. Um, well, where the hell was I going with that? I love when I 
trail off and totally forget where I was going. Uh, oh, nothing was left undone. That's the point I was trying to make. Right. When it was over, we did more, I think, than we wanted to do, not only with covering the event, but attending the event. So it didn't, we didn't le- felt, for me at least, feel like anything was left undone. And that is a good way to leave the event. Yeah. The only thing I left undone was I didn't actually get to go through the 25 years maze. Well, you did. Well, I did, but with the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually get to go through it in the the full nighttime experience. Yeah. But honestly, we'll get into that. Uh, We'll get into uh, my feelings on that. And I, it was, to me, it was just really not a big deal. Right. Okay. Well, where do we start? I guess we start with, uh, if we're going to follow our format, what do we use? Scare zones? Well, I mean... Let's go through, I mean, event name, Halloween Horror Nights 25. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jeez. Yeah, it's been a while since I actually did a, an event coverage episode. <laughs> the catchphrase this year, Jack's back Jack, and yep. 25 years of fear. Um, Jack's back really does say a lot about this event. That catchphrase. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And which is why we covered Jack so extensively. So everyone knew what they were getting into. Right. And then we, you know, the, the other cool thing about that is we actually get an icon again this year. Yep, we do. The best one, arguably. I mean, Ar- I don't even know yes. if you can argue it. It's, yeah, my favorite. I can argue it. Okay. <laughs> I, I think the best one is is uh, a yet to come. I, I really hope that they do Eddie, and I think Eddie oh, is true, yeah. fantastic. Could be, could be. There's, there's potential there, and they certainly acknowledged Eddie in more than one place this year, especially yes. depending on the later you went in the year, the more he seemed to show up. Yep. Which which is also kind of an, a, a good indication. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, as far as nights go, thirty nights this year. Yeah, just massive event, right? Spanning September, October, and November. Oh, they did get the first of November. Yeah, they, they did. Yep. Yeah, yep. thanks to Halloween falling on a Saturday, they went ahead and stayed open Sunday. Yep, that's right. Uh, price. This is a pricey event. Yeah, it was not cheap this year. Yeah, a hundred and two dollars. Well, one hundred one ninety nine. Yep. Just for the admission ticket. The express passes range from seventy to one hundred and twenty dollars. And we always have, we also have Rush of Fear, Frequent Fear, and uh I don't even know if we want to list the problem. What the hell? Rush of Fear. That's the uh, all the night all the weeknights in the early weeks of the event. That's eighty four dollars. Frequent fear, that's all the nights except the weekends for ninety five frequent fear plus. That I believe that includes everything but Saturday. That's hundred and eleven. And then frequent fear plus express. 220 frequent fear or rush i'm sorry rush of fear plus express 220 frequent fear plus express 235 frequent fear plus or frequent fear plus plus express i was like that didn't sound right but that's why <laughs> frequent fear plus plus express 280 which i will tell you now um i my i get my tickets through my wife and there's a substantial discount with as much as i went and there was so much to do this year that I had to express it even up to the last night. I was not planning to express pass. I ended up buying three for me and the friends that were with us. I think I would have been better off getting Frequent Fear Plus plus Express and save myself money from the very get-go. So <laughs> even though I get a discount through buying tickets, the, the admission and the a la carte tickets, I think I just might pull the trigger and go as a normal 
fan and patron would go and do the Frequent Fear Plus and the Express and just have it there every night except Saturday night for next year and then not have to worry about buying these things out of the cart. Oh, wow. Yeah. For 300 bucks, that is a damn good well 280 bucks that's a damn good deal 280 i mean it's like uh what we well we went on a saturday night if we had paid full price that's 60 dollars more than one night for the entire event except for saturday nights yeah that's a great deal that's an awesome deal yep so if i do that we can't go saturday next year because i'm not buying more tickets if i buy this next year well yeah (laughs) uh no uh honestly we we went saturday this year and I, I had a great time, but it's, uh, yeah, um, I think because of the show, my plans next year will be a lot different. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah. In fact, I might have to, to spend a bit more on, on plane tickets next year and go a couple of times. I don't know. <laughs> right. We'll see. Well, you just can't stay here for the 30 days next year? Um, let's see if I can work from work remotely. <laughs> right. you know? I don't know that it's 30 days next year, but I do know they're starting in the they already announced the dates it's going to 16th to the 31st so it certainly certainly seems like it's going to follow the same calendar and you also know that your wife would kill me if i stayed that long no my wife would kill me if you stayed that long well that too big difference she'd she'd kill both right yeah she'd get tired enough of me that that i would be on the hit list too that is probably true you're probably correct there i'm 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 somewhat abrasive sometimes i've been told (laughs) i didn't get that at all (laughs) really huh yeah, I don't uh, get it either, but whatever. Uh, event times. They were 6.30 to 1 and 6.30 to 2, and the 2 o'clock hours were always Friday, Saturday, most of the Sundays, and then the entire last run of the week, save for the very last night, which was 1 o'clock, which they really needed to do at 2 o'clock because we struggled. We actually, and we'll talk about this when I cover it with my friends, we missed the two shows, but there was a reason for it, an incredibly awesome reason for them, not for me, but we'll get well, into that. Uh, had we had that extra hour, we'd have seen one, if not both shows, but that is what it is. We did the two o'clock and we, we got there early. We were there at the park half the day, not all day. This is the first time. This might be the first time you and I went to the park and didn't do a single ride. We just sat and drank beer. Yeah, we did. Didn't we? I guess Hogwarts <laughs> Express was technically a ride because we didn't feel like walking between parks, but we didn't do like our usual transformers, you know, uh, mummy men in black we just went well one of the biggest problems of of us not doing a ride was that the hulk was torn down and and not available because i mean normally i can't walk by the hulk without getting onto it and it would have been the same this time but it was not available right (sighs) yeah oh it's not it's not going away so don't worry about it but but it's still like it got another year before i get yeah no right yep yeah it's uh for those that don't know, it's my favorite roller coaster yeah. ever, I think. <laughs> so we did the Wade and Duff Gardens, the Springfield area waiting thing, and I cannot tell you how good of a decision that was because Karen and I had done the Finnegan's, which seemed like a good idea, but it puts you in such a strange part of the park of what's open, whereas Springfield dumps you right to where we planned to start and everything mm-hmm. was open, and we shot through the first three houses and i don't mean that in a bad way i no. mean that in the line wait line time we didn't even use our fast pass because there nope. was no why would you when there was there no was, wait and you could go back if we wanted to had we had time yeah there was no advantage right so using the fast pass for those yeah, springfield that this year solidified to me start in springfield 
always start in Springfield. Yeah. And that's what I did that night. I waited for my friends because I didn't even buy the Express Pass yet. I bought them when it came out of Insidious. I did Walking Dead purge insidious before he was in the, even done what he was doing so yeah absolutely cannot recommend waiting in springfield any more than that i just did that was the perfect way to start the night yep and it was a Dufftoberfest. yes that was <laughs> another huge advantage of sitting in duff garden yep um all right so we've got uh let's talk about the uh event guide a little bit yeah um, it's very obvious this year that Jack is going to be on the cover and Jack yeah. is also on the back and Jack is also like everywhere. Um, and I, I am torn between which one I like better. I mean, there are two, there's the two o'clock version, which is the, I call it the orange one because the top is an orange and that is a shot of Jack from the waist up. Then it's a purple one, which is just a shot of his face. Both very good. I really don't know which one I like better. Cause I love, Oh, I should mention he's wearing that, that, uh, Ringmaster inspired duster that I love. Yeah. I love that jacket. I think that's what sells the orange one for me. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that's what sells the orange over the purple as well. Yep. The only thing that I really like about the purple one is that the jaundiced eyes and the, and the <laughs> that shriveled up uh, nose, raspberry ish nose thing that he's got going on really comes through when his face is like the full blown. Yes, it is. Yeah. The, so, the makeup and the, the, the entire work of the Jack makeup on that, that close-up is pretty good. I mean, pretty but, impressive. So the surprising thing is that on the orange guide, the teeth are better done than on the full facial. True. Yeah, I see that now. But um, uh, why not both? You know, little Asian girl with her hands up saying, why not both? Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure where you're going with that for a second. I'm like, oh, the internet edit this out. No, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah, (laughs) I have several of both because I'm not going to make the mistake I made of the early years of not picking them up, and I picked up more than I would ever need. I don't know why I have so many. eBay. Ah, Yeah, I mean that's for for they go for like two bucks a piece. That's a lot of work for two bucks. I'd rather just hold on to them. (laughs) And anyone that doesn't have them, I have them. So that's I just. I'll just have them on hand. Some someone's gonna come along that is just getting into Halloween Hour Nights like twenty six, twenty seven, and I'll can gift them that. There's no reason I can't do that. Pay it forward in a sense. Yeah. So much to do this year. I mean, we've we've obviously covered it, but if if you're new to the show and new to our coverage, we'll go through it. Nine houses, a record amount of houses. Yep. Five. Um. Oh, go ahead. Let's say five scare zones. I don't think that's a record amount, but it's still a lot. And two shows. Not again. Not a, necessarily a record, but when you add all these up, it's a lot to do. You have to get there at open. I I can't see getting there at nine o'clock and getting everything done, regardless of what pass you have. Maybe RIP because that I think guarantees you'll do everything. But apart yeah. from that, it's, you've got it's to get lot. there all night. Yeah, um, we had some extra time. At yeah, the end. Yep. but uh, it, it is a lot to do, and and especially you know, well, we'll get to to some of what what's going to take some extra time, right? So what uh, we start with the scare zones, I believe. Yeah, yes, we do. All right. Let's so again, five of them. Five of Ki- them. Yep. Kind of seven. Seven. In, oh, to, I guess if yeah, okay, I see where you're going with this. So to me, it's kind of seven because um, one of them is. It flips over back and forth every 45 yep. minutes that we learned. And another one I kind of count is like the roaming folks. Right. Yep. And so I, I you know, it's five official ones 
sort of seven ish if you if you go with with my counting and I you know <laughs> I go with my counting. Let's talk about the unofficial one. This is the roaming chainsaw drill teams. Yes, and there's three of them. They're each themed. One yep. one was clowns. Fucking bastards. And you primarily ran into them at Springfield in the kids' area, which was a great setting for oh, them. It's perfect. Everything was the the lights that you couldn't turn out made the were bright, colorful. I mean it's still dark, but I mean still the facades were colorful. The Simpsons whole area is obviously it's pulled from a cartoon. The clowns fit in great there. And the the um there was the female ringleader clown uh that with a chainsaw that was just absolutely fantastic fantastic in that area she was and the thing is is that she wasn't necessarily great for the scares she was such an awesome distraction right that she would march through with her chainsaw just going and she would get people distracted and then you know either the the wheelchair dude or one of the other clowns would come up right behind the the person distracted and just bam get them so she played a great distraction her costume was brilliant and i liked her a lot yep for a clown yeah (laughs) <laughs> There's always that caveat. <laughs> then there was the female escape prisoners. Yes, they, that was cool. That, I think that's been done before. I think that was the theme of the female drain, chainsaw drill team of a year we haven't covered yet. I okay. didn't go back and look, but I'm almost positive that's from that. And they were good too. They were good. They were good. Um, most of them quite attractive. I will say. I don't mind saying mm-hmm. it. That's always helps because you look at one and there's another one you weren't looking at coming up, scaring the crap out of you. Bingo, which yeah. works well. Yeah. Then um, there there was my... The, oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just going to mention, uh, with those ones, they were actually around a food and drink area. They were, yes. And, and yep. I got to say, they were masterful at working that area. They did not get anybody in line that I could see, but it was so close that people in line were jumping when those chainsaws fired yep. up sometimes. So it was. I thought it was very good uh, Good training or just good, good uh, natural... Yep. The, Whatever it was on the waterfront by where the Twister Tater stand was outside Psychoscarapy, and then yep. that whole dark corridor behind Transformers that leads to Mel's Die-In. That's where they were mostly found. Uh, they and they were good. Yep, they were really good. My absolute favorite though were the Legacy Chainsaw Drill Team and mm-hmm. Legacy. Super appropriate name. I found out early on. Make sure I got this right, and it was confirmed. These are the guys who have been doing it since day one. Yeah, and some yeah, of them were twenty five years older, and they still enjoy it as much as they did twenty five years ago. I dare say, <laughs> um, twenty five years of experience is a lot of experience. They yeah. were really good. Yep, they were that. They, I was so happy to see them. That the, all the all, all ages. They were they were they they went back to their roots of the denim clad almost biker gang thing that's kind of how mm-hmm. they were first started from pictures i've seen and that's and there was a lot of them were just i don't know if they grew the beards knowing they're gonna do this this year they just had beards saw a lot of white beards long beards they fit those cost the, the they fit with the motif so well absolutely oh. hand down my my favorite of the three yeah i i still i mean i'm still gonna go with the the female prisoners right. as my favorite yeah. of the three okay but definite appreciation for for you know the guys coming back after 25 years and, yeah. and still doing it yeah that's that was cool christy uh my wife had taken time out to see a lot of them because she's known a lot of them throughout the years and she mm-hmm. was she that was she didn't do much of halloween horror nights at all this year in fact she did one house but she went out of her way to see them because she knew, if not all of them, 
most of them and she had right. to see them again in this setting and she did most of these people and and i don't think i don't know if we ever talk about it on the show but i think most people know this most of these people that work halloween are hired for halloween and then then they never see him again so christy has never got to see a lot of these guys ever for years like a decade or more so she had to go out of her way and make sure she said hi and see who she could see and she she was really happy to be able to do that this year that's cool yeah so, All right. Uh, the other, well, no, the other one we can get to when we get to. Yep. Yep. Uh, should we just get the clunker out of the way? Yeah, let's do it. This was the biggest disappointment for me. I mean, I, I don't mind saying it. I know we we, we are, the show is about, this show is about being a fan of the show, but I don't think we're afraid to say we don't like something. We don't like it. Steampunk scary tales. Or, or Sorry, I fucked that up. Scary tales, scream punk. Yeah. So much potential. It's, built after one of my favorite original IPs yep. and it just uh, you, you get the idea of the fairy tales on their head and tw- turned on their head and twisted you put in the idea of steampunk and there's a certain level of expectation now maybe my expectations are too high but take that out of the equation and this is we did not get what the name delivered in my opinion this did not work for me at all yeah um, it's uh, I think Part of it was that um, the tales they were using were some of them were not very obvious what they were. Yeah. Yep. Um, the steampunk effect, they, they didn't really have any street facades. They didn't really have anything except this, this clockwork thing going on in the middle of the street. And other than that, you didn't really get an idea that you were in a steampunk area or anything like that other than a few little hints on the costumes. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you're when you're getting a few hints on the costumes, a clockwork thing, and then the costumes themselves aren't really evoking any real fairy tales, it's, it just kind of failed for me. There was one character I would classify as steampunk, and that was the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. Right, who was inherently steampunk. Yeah, that's true. You don't really need... To, well, they did stuff to him. He looked good. I, I, yeah. I definitely give him that. I'll give him props. This is the weird thing about it. The costumes were good. Cinder, uh, Cinderella... Well, there was a Cinderella. I was actually thinking Snow White when I said Snow White. Eating a heart instead of an apple was great, right. but it's not what I was expecting. And there weren't enough characters. That's what was weird. Karen and I mentioned this, too. We went two nights in a row, and it's and we went from a thursday night to a saturday night and it seemed like saturday night there was less than thursday night it almost like they were changing it in the opposite direction i expected they were taking things out rather than rather than putting things in now i think the other nights i went since you and i went it was pretty much the same amount of characters and the characters we saw certainly no facade difference Uh, so i think it pretty much leveled out in the middle of the event and stayed that way but still just not what i was expecting and really a big disappointment though i mean I still like some of it, but it, uh, my so expectations I, were way different. Uh, you know, thinking about it afterward, I think um, one of the things that it suffered from is that the space that it was in yeah, was a really yep. difficult yep. space to do uh, a good scare zone. I think it's much more, in my opinion, it's much more of a place where they could do expositionary type stuff like, uh, you know, even the the... the the face-off stuff that they did one year, they could have fit that in that area a lot better because everybody's pouring into the park and you just kind of get these sideshow things going on. would have worked much, much better than having trying to have this full scare zone going. Well, last year they did the um, 
I can't remember its full name. The Masquerade. The uh, yes, and, it, and, it, and, and but that worked fantastic. It did because well, one, I mean, the, the characters were very French Renaissance and with a little bit of blood and horror mixed in, but half of them were on stilts, which gave it a uniqueness nowhere else in the park. And 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 it was all this masquerade dance sort of thing. Yeah. So they were just kind of swirling yes. and dancing True. around. Yep. And that that got you into the yes, this is a masquerade party. They're dancing and it's very Victorian. It's very blah blah blah. Worked. It that's good. A good place for for something like that yes yep something where you're trying to do a steampunk thing which you really need that environment and the ambiance did not work and if you're not going to have the environment then the characters have to deliver right and, and they, they did didn't. not yep yeah. but anyway i think we've I've, beaten i was gonna say if there's anything good to come out of this conversation that's the only one i have any complaint about absolutely yeah, so all right. What well, do you, I, I, have, I have one complaint. I know but, you but do. That's only my problem. <laughs> only by t- terrible timing. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Um. Well, uh, yeah. It, it was. Uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah. So, do you want to do that one next? Yeah. All right. Let's do that one next. All and night is, dying double feature. Right, and this is the other one that I that I count kind of as two. Yes. Um. Go ahead, explain. This was an old dilapidated drive-in theater. It's called the Carrie Drive-In, where a double murder took place. And now, on Halloween, the characters from the movies come to life, and in two different ways. One, we get the Universal Classic Monsters, all in black and white outfits and makeup, roaming throughout the the drive-in. You got Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, Wolfman, pretty much everybody but Gilman from Creature of the Black Lagoon, although he is on the screen when they come out. Mm-hmm. Then, later, or throughout the night, they switch to color characters, more modern. We got Freddy and Jason, Carrie. Uh, we got some Purgers. We try to remember. Chucky, Chucky's Chucky, Bride. Chucky and Bride. Yeah, that's the, we have them. We have, uh, that's. And they, they were really good. The, they were the, good, yep. Um, they actually got uh, some little people to do it, and uh, they danced around, and they were cool. Creepy. Now, if you haven't guessed, since I was able to rattle off the black and white characters off the back of my, off the top of my head, and Quint jumps in with the color characters, Quint only got to see one version of the scare zone, unfortunately. Yeah, and we didn't realize that it was a forty-five minute timing thing. Yep. So, yeah, I only got to see the color. Um, the color was cool. Yep. Um, Carrie was amazing i just uh, i cannot i know i, I and i'm not it, i hate to focus on character and make it sound almost uh like creepy but she was she did that she didn't look like sissy spacek but she had the look on her face of carrie and you saw how many people took selfies and talked to mm-hmm. her and approached with her and never broke and she didn't do that every time i saw her so that character what? was phenomenal she did have the Chloe Grace Moritz sort of look to her. The what? The the new Carrie. Oh, the new Carrie. Oh, you know what? I I forgot they remade that. Okay, so maybe yeah. she she probably does look like that one. I my and bad. That's, okay, that's Hit Girl. Hit Girl from Kickass. Oh, I gotta look. I totally forgot they remade that movie. Yeah. So she had that look, but the thing is, uh, the her eyes were she had that whole deadened eye look where you know you look her in the eyes and she was just like cold going to rip your heart out look and the blood all over her and just actress was absolutely 
brilliant. Okay, she does look closer. She doesn't look exactly like her, but she looks closer to her than Sissy Spacek. So that's yeah. probably the one they modeled her after. Uh, okay. But, well, that, but even but without modeling, that, honestly, I don't even think they need they modeled her no, after anyone. Uh, they got her because she had that, yeah, that right. look and that that or or she didn't break her character and yeah. she just. She just looked evil. Yeah. There was something. She, yeah. There was like, just to put a, a a picture to it. If you haven't been there, she was looking at something that you never saw. And it was, she, yes. she did it the whole event. It was so cool. That's a perfect way to put it. Yep. it. It was like she was looking exactly through you. Yep. Yep. But the, uh, it's unfortunate you didn't see the black and white. Now, uh, funny enough, the the only other guy I, I did the entire event with, uh, well, except save the shows, was uh, my friend Scott, and we'll be talking to him later in, in the series. He we could not get him to see the colors to save his life, so he had the opposite problem. <laughs> and we were doing the forty five minutes, and it just we just could not time it. I'm like, oh, it's like forty. I think it's forty five. It we should be good, and we go there. No, it's still the black and white character. So he never got to see the color character. So you guys, you share a common problem this year. Right. And and you know, I I'm upset that I didn't get to see it, but um, the what I did see in that area was really cool. Yeah, I you know, and like I said, I think uh, Carrie probably probably took the top but uh chucky and chucky's bride the way they were dancing around with with their hatchets and and knives and stuff were uh they were they were just creepy and they'd come up on people and just that had that that giggle face and it was just (laughs) there was unfortunately some color characters i didn't know what they were supposed to be karen recognized them better i should have should have picked her brain before doing these notes but uh there's some i just didn't know which is and they weren't bad. I just didn't know who they were. There was a cheerleader that was there every time I went. I have no idea what she was from. Oh, I don't know that one either. I just, oh, wait. Uh, isn't that the one that um, uh, Megan Fox did? Could be. She I was brunette. So, so I, I just don't know. I, I, I am so... Once you get past Freddie and Jason, unfortunately, my horror knowledge is lacking because that's when my wife and I met and she doesn't do horror. So I see... I used to see every movie there was, period, no matter what it was. I've seen, like, three horror movies since we've been married. We've been married 16 years, so I just don't know what the modern horror movies are anymore. Right. So, anyway, okay, moving on. I think all night, uh, people have been, uh, I'm going to say this as being someone that I think has seen this event grow and change. A lot of people have complained that this was a, a selfie scare zone, and they were kind of mad that you don't get to sit there and experience it, and immerse yourself in it Mm. you know what i know what you're saying but this er, things are going to change no matter what it is and this is the next step of the scare zone this particular scare zone we have selfie scare zones that's just the way it's going to be and kudos to the characters for accommodating i never saw a character not accommodated somebody if they didn't it's because they didn't hear them so i just think that's the way we're going to have a scare zone from here on out that is going to be a selfie scare zone, and that's just an evolution of the event. And I enjoyed I w- it because I took a couple myself. I would, I would actually say to those people, um, at least they have a selfie scare zone so that people can get their selfies there, yeah. and they don't screw up the other scare zones trying to get selfies there. Absolutely, that's a you great know? point. Yep, because because we've got a couple that we're going to talk about. Can you imagine people trying to get? selfies in those ones that's like no no that's not what this is for right <laughs> well they so, did I, I mean there was people trying to get selfies in every scare zone but this right. was the one that seemed to be 
I don't know if it's behind the scenes thing. I haven't investigated. I haven't asked anybody. I don't know if they if the characters were prefacing make yourself available for selfies. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where it's going to happen. Let them do it there and don't screw up my other ones. I did see a Victor Frankenstein ignore someone with a selfie stick, and I I commend him for that. Yeah, the only other thing that would have been acceptable for him to do is grab the selfie stick and beat that other <laughs> yep. person until the selfie stick no longer was the selfie stick. Because yep. that's, in my opinion, that's what should happen. Anytime that anyone has a selfie stick, that selfie stick should be taken and beaten, it used to beat that person until the selfie stick no longer works and then return to that person. Yes. I get disagree or even elaborate. I just, yes. <laughs> I know I'm right. <laughs> Okay, which one you want to hit next? I'll let you guide this. Um, I'm going to hit Icons next. Okay. And I was hugely disappointed, not with Icons, but just the fact that I didn't feel I had enough time. Yeah, you're right. To spend yep. in Icons because I only went one night. Had I, honestly, one of the things that I was thinking about, and, and after the fact, and I, I I wish I would have thought about this uh, the day of the the day after the when we did the um the unmasking the tour. Yep, I would have paid just regular entrance fee that night just to go in and watch all of the shows on this street. Yeah, you know what? I still didn't see in the end. I never saw the storyteller. I mean, I've seen it online, but I never saw the storyteller myself. It's unfortunate. I do forget that that was part of it. It, it harkens back to how we opened the show. There's so much to do. It's so hard to do it all. I mean, you can. Don't get me wrong. You can. But there also become, there's also a line between enjoying myself and being... Uh, fastidious and making sure i do everything i don't want to cross that line i still want to have fun so and i that is the one thing i did miss that i wish i had seen and so this is this was a great scare zone because not only did they do something they've been doing for several years which have have this basically these side stages or you know they did it with the the uh what you may call it the, the television show uh, face off yep they did it with face off and then they did it in in the lady luck year they did, they did the lady luck one with lady luck one is the first time i took note of it i'm not going to say it's the first time they did it because it was three different characters on each version of the character on the stage throughout the night that's the first time i caught my eye so ever since 21 i always made it a point to walk down that scare zone more than once during right. the year and so they did you know they do this thing where it's just kind of like they've got these stages and little things going on this year, they amped it up with not only did they have these stages with little things going on, they also put on a show. Each one of these stages would be putting on a show at some point of like one of their past awesome kills. Yes. And then doubling down on that, they had characters weaving through with chainsaws and stuff to scare the crap out of you with and stilts. And it was just, it was really immersive. It was really, really cool. And the stage shows, the, the two that we caught, were cool. Yeah. Um, I I loved this scare zone. Yep. It's it's a great scare zone. Uh, unfortunately for you, I don't think Lady Luck was out the night we were there. Yes, she was. Oh, she was. You saw her. Okay, good. I only seen her. I had seen her. Well, I guess I saw her three times. I guess I was then, if you count that. I saw her once with a fucking chainsaw, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> She had a chainsaw the night I was there. You were? Okay. That yeah. was, that was, I had been there like a half dozen times before I saw her with a chainsaw, and I never told you that I had, whether she was there or not. When I saw her and took a picture with her with a chainsaw, I was like, 
damn the spoilers quint needs to know this and i sent that to you i know and it was like uh this is a good spoiler here's a here's a here's a kind of a story not a story story i don't have the full details but the last time i saw lady luck it was the last night she was uh, beside herself talking to the two attendants someone either touched her or did said something inappropriate or maybe even Got a little too physical with her, and I was actually a little pissed. Not because it was Lady Luck, but it's like there were so many stories of character assaults this year, and seeing oh. this girl who was very young and very small yeah. in this dress trying to close out the night and make it big, just absolutely on the verge of tears. I was pissed, but what was I going to do about it? Yeah, no, I yeah. know. Yeah. It's, uh, we had, you know, I, I don't understand. Uh, we talked to several people in the behind the scenes stuff and they're like, there's like assaults of characters every night. I'm like, why are people doing this? I don't know. Like, why do people go to an event like this just to, to, to be dicks? Yeah. And it's, and, it. and, and a lot of people are arguing are screaming for a dry event now, which is, I see where they're coming from, but I mean, let's be honest. Did alcohol just really makes this person be a dick faster. They're just going to be a dick at any time of that night, the alcohol just will bring it out quicker. They're going to be a right. dick regardless of that night. Right. It's unfortunate. And, and, and not only that, if if they make it a dry event, they, they're going to pregame so hard yeah. that they're going to be puking drunk by the time they get in, and it's still going to ruin shit. And it's going to, it's actually going to make the first couple hours worse and I think so affect too. the event, I think. Yeah. That's a discussion we may have coming towards 26. We'll see what comes of all this. I don't really want to get on a soapbox about this. No, but the, I just, but the, the just, lady luck thing came up and I felt so bad for that girl. I, I don't know if she listens. I hope she does. I want her to know that real fans of the events saw you beside yourself and are in your corner. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody at this event is so awesome. Yeah. Well, almost everybody at this event is yeah. so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this was a lot of fun. Uh, the characters were good. The acts were really good. The um, the casting was phenomenal for the stage folks. Uh, so yeah, I, I it was fun. I just I regret not having more time to spend and and observe the detail. Right, right, and get all of the shows in. Yep. Okay, which one do you want to do next? We got two left, if I'm not mistaken. I am not mistaken. There we go. Um, let's go to the most beautiful one. <laughs> I think. That's, yeah. Uh, Evil's Roots. Oh my God! Evil's Roots is is done. You know, and we've talked about this area before. It's the the area with the trees and the the, the low hanging branches. And this year, they lit everything with these mason jar lights and uh, a jack o' lanterns. Yep. And that was it. Yep. And they had fog, almost a thick fog, all the way through it. They had uh, sylphs. They had great characters they had stilt walkers they had these massive uh well I've, i'm sure you've seen on the, the the facebook stuff that matt's posted uh, uh massive like uh viney pumpkin headed monsters in the background that were all lit up uh it was gorgeous yep. and we had the good fortune of going through it earlier in the day which is it's just as gorgeous and then we took the trail through the actual central park park and got to look at it kind of from a i don't know a we would distance, call it. yeah really. a little bit of a distance kind of a i don't want to say back stage because it's not it's mm-hmm. just just outside of the main you uh, get a different view. view yeah and it's just as beautiful from both those vantage points 
Oh, actually, from the yeah, from the, the, the Central Park vantage point, you see all the smoke kind of rising up off of it, and you see the lights and the the shadows moving through, and it's just it's extra creepy. I yeah, think. yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I I love that scare zone. I it did was, too. Yep. You know, uh, the scares were pretty good, mostly because of the thick fog, and it was like holy crap. Uh, but it, for for anything else, it was just gorgeous. The only negative of it, and it's not a negative of the design or the art design of it at all it's that it was the one of three directions you could go when the carnage return show broke and so that means you got a third of about a thousand people all at Mm -hmm. once going there and if you hit that at the wrong time you were gonna wait to get through which is unfortunate and 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 that was um that was one of the things we'll get to with the, the the show we need to take a step back here. We need to go back to icons because we forgot something huge. At the very end of icons, there was two things. There was Jack's stage, which yeah. we'll get to that. But just off the side of Jack's stage was someone we didn't see last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so go ahead because you were like a five-year-old when I told you what was over in that corner. Oh, God. The rat lady. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I was uh, – and this – uh, this particular character that they had in this glass case, uh, and it was the glass case was awesome. I mean, it's like a glass coffin, and it was on these these you know old timey sort of wheels that yep. were uh, this cart thing. Um, you know, like the bring out your dead cart. Basically, it's I don't know how. To yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yep. You know, it's, it's, that's uh, and then this she was petting the rats yep. as they were crawling all over her and she was like you know it's like rubbing their ears like i rub my cat's ears and stuff and i'm like oh god oh this is she was good uh and it was i've not been in proximity to that proximity to rats in a long time and especially <laughs> not that many Oh, it was good. It was awesome. We were walking through Evil's Roots. We were headed from the Sims from Springfield to Jack's stage. We were actually headed to the the Carnage Returns, and I noticed a rat lady is out. And we're walking to the Carnage Returns, and I go, "Oh, by the way, there's a rat lady." And you were like, your eyes lit up, and you're like, "Can we go there?" I'm like, "Yes, we could go there." I know. I guess, so, I, I guess I did. Five I was so old, unlike was like, you. Oh, can we go? Can yeah. we go? Uh, it was um, there was a couple of five year old moments. In, yeah, right. Twenty five, <laughs> I think for me. Okay, so I'm sorry. Um, well, I don't. I maybe I mean, might be done. No, with that Beatles was roots, that so. was a good. That was a good segue. Okay, we've got, right. we've got one last scare zone to go into, and I think I think we both saved this one for last. because yep. it. Um, if there was anywhere to sit and people watch, this was. I it. can't think of a better place. This. First of all, it was massive. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of feel bad because some people did not go down some of the side streets yeah, and right, didn't yeah. get some of the effect of some of these. It was huge. There was characters all over the place. There was, it was madness and mayhem. Uh, because it was Psychoscarapy, which is, you know, yeah. like the, the I'm just asylum say, has We escaped. hadn't said the name yet. It's Psychoscarapy Unleashed. Yeah. Because it was like all of these these asylum characters had been unleashed, they could do so many things. It was, it was yeah, I mean, there was actually a, a story behind it. It was the uh, Shadybrook Asylum van was transporting, yeah. uh, what are they called? Are they called inmates? Uh, Residents? Whatever. Patients. That's the word. 
transporting patients that crashed in a neighborhood. They got out. There was a block Halloween block party going on as they took over, and they took over the block party. And there was a yeah. there's a pumpkin carving station. There was an apple bobbing station. There was a costume contest. Oh. There was a gazebo that was burned to the ground. It was, just it so, was much so good. And then it was. The, the the characters that were like at the pumpkin carving, carving at the skull, mm. and then the uh, oh, just all that stuff was really good, but. Most of all, it was the characters. It was the characters. Yep. Uh, not to say that the ambiance didn't set the stage. Oh, it, it did. does, yep. and it helps every little bit helps in these scare zones. But when we were walking down one of the side streets, and this this short, oh, it's short to me anyway. She's like, I don't know, five foot two, five foot three, maybe. So not really tall girl in a in a night dress, loose night dress, kind of bloody and stuff with her. F- blood dripping down her mouth just comes up and sweetly asks me if she wants to hold hands. And I look down and she's already got like a severed hand in her hand. I'm like, Oh, Oh God, that's just. And then of course, while she distracts me, the chainsaw fires up right behind me. God damn it. It was so much fun that I love that scare zone so much. It, it was just so good. That was, if there was anywhere I lingered, because almost every night I went, Especially when I was reporting on it, when I was doing something for the show, I was going wherever I was going with intent. But when I would get to Psychoscarpy Unleashed, I would always linger, always yeah. without without fail. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, and I, I mean, there was yeah, it, it was just a they they've used they used Shady Brook to good effect twice this year. Yeah. Let's just put it that yeah. way. There was one of the uh, side streets where there was a cop car. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was crashed or they just set it up behind barriers or whatnot, and the lights were going, and that's where they sent a lot of the trick-or-treaters and the animal masks. I got some of my best, almost creepy, bordering on disturbing pictures in that area, on that street. <laughs> it was just... Uh, that's one of the streets no one seemed to go down. I don't know I don't. if the look of a cop car just keeps people away or what, or just yeah. maybe it was too much by the time they got to that street, but I would go down there a lot and get some of the best, mainly because it was Nobody's just there. me, uh, two other people in this character. So I would get nice, clean pictures of just the characters in that zone. And I got so many good ones this year. Yeah, it was, I, I loved that scare zone just cause it was, balls out and not yep that that made up for scary tales because it not only delivered on what it promised it's like when they when they added those stands of the block party i was not uh-huh. expecting that i was like this is okay and and the, the <laughs> this van, makes up for everything the van with like there was just two inmates that were like banging their yeah, head against right. the yep. van or the door of the van and just like shaking it a bit and just do it was just ah the ambiance was great the yep. creepiness was great and you just you felt the insanity that they were going for. Yep. Well done. Definitely. Very well done. Um uh, fun. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> I think that moves us to shows. Okay. I'm not sure which one to start with. <laughs> Neither are you. <laughs> Uh, let's start with um, Bill and Ted's. Okay, this is something that's a staple. True, uh, everybody knows it's coming anyway. Let's let's do Bill and Ted's. I was going to say get it out of the way, but that's not the case. Right. Let's do Bill and Ted's. Now, I did not put notes together for this like I usually do because I wasn't sure how we were going to approach this review. So we're just going to have to go off the cuff on this. Yeah, that's that sounds good to me. I, I 
there was a lot of good stuff. Um, it was interesting to me that they chose Kanye and Kim as the main bad guys. Right. Yes. That was different. And, yeah, it was different. And I, I just, I, I don't get that whole, <laughs> I don't get the whole Kardashian thing at all. So I don't, I know that right? part doesn't, yeah. and I don't get Kanye West's, uh, fame either so a lot of that might have fallen flat for me yep. um yeah i mean well first let me let, let me oh, describe what's going on yeah, yeah let me think uh i'll start off with i loved the fact that we are we started with the uh well first all right let's go right to the dance well do we want to go let's go if we go to the very beginning we go to the introduction with the uh the, the new the the griswolds from the new vacation right and they make the joke that uh or not to make the joke but the joke is they're following a map from 1991 which is the start of halloween horror night so yep. this is one thing i really liked about bill and ted this year and we'll probably actually cover this episode more this show more extensively later but for this thing i'll, I'll just run through it i like the fan service that they gave longtime halloween horror nights fans in this bill and ted i don't recall them doing it to this extent before that's true, and um, I think that's could have been part of why some of it fell flat for me because be. I yep. didn't get some of it could until be. you explained it to me later. Yep. So then we get our opening, we get our warning, we get our opening music number, and it's the uh, Day of the Dead song or Dance of the Dead. I forget. I don't know what the song is, but it's one. It's it's for once a, a, a kind of appropriate song. song. Yeah, <laughs> we, we haven't had that in a long time that I recall. I could be wrong, but I don't recall being anything like that particular song so that's it's always usually, yeah it's usually something that's just uh a current yeah. high energy right yep and this is a current song because i have heard it on the radio so oh, yeah. it's still current but it was v- much more appropriate than their usual opening songs yep now from there the time traveling delorean comes through which is great for many reasons one because we're in the midst of the at the time the verge of when marty mcfly was to come to 2015 and yep. of course, the, the whole Universal Studios connection. Yep. Oh, it was. Yeah, you you had to have the the McFly Mobile in there this year. Yep. Actually, everybody in this show did a really good job. That is one thing I have zero complaints about in this show. Is oh that, yeah. Yep. Uh, all of the actors and all of the cast were really good. Yep. So Doc Brown has figured out pretty much sets the plot in motion. We we he he knows that this point in the future, Kanye is taken over has done every pop song every top chart song ever done and then he's going to go back to 1991 to help set things right and start the wild wild west halloween show until bill and ted <laughs> given the idea of doing the bill and ted excellent halloween adventure which he loves and that well, that was a nice little again a yeah. little fan service bit i thought i'm sorry he went back to 1992 because that's when it started yeah that was that was a nice little yep. bit um, and that was something that most people i think could get yeah yeah i think so so what now? Where, where did it go from there? This is where it gets a little hazy, I guess. Well, that was, I guess I that's when. We, oh, go ahead. You know, go ahead. Uh, I guess that's when we we see the Kanye setup, and I guess Kanye and Kim yeah. show up, don't they? Yep. And they start vaporizing uh, pop different culture. pop culture, starting with what's her name, Kimmy Schmidt. I don't know this show. <sighs> yeah, I don't know the Kimmy Schmidt okay. show either. But so they they vaporize Kimmy Schmidt make the this literally tastes like schmidt joke Ugh. Yeah. that was about the only eye roll actually maybe every time kim kardashian spoke i rolled my eyes but that's probably by <laughs> by design yeah probably actually um 
And uh, yeah, really, the the pop culture references just start rolling in from there. Yeah, we get some Game of Thrones stuff. Yep, uh, Jurassic World, right? Which was great because they first they acknowledge <laughs> the redheaded character Ron Howard's daughter. I can't think of the actress's name running yes. in high heels, and then out comes Chris Pratt's character in high heels. Yeah, and yeah. then I think the mo- I think the most intelligent joke of all of Bill and Ted's was in this bit when the Kardashian Raptors came out. <laughs> and the ones the one starts to text and they go what is she doing and she's like she's teaching herself to communicate i thought that was a really clever joke <laughs> yes i thought i thought so too yeah i mean i'm not uh, saying yeah i mean i think people got it but i was like i don't i, I, I was like that was actually a really well thought out joke i wouldn't yeah. have made that joke that's good whoever wrote that is very good yeah, that was clever uh they actually had a lot of clever jokes this right. year um, one big fan service moment. Actually, let's lead up to it. They did a Tomorrowland bit. Yeah. Where they, I don't know Tomorrowland worth a shit. And that was the first joke is that no one saw that movie. Yeah. But they grabbed exactly. a, they grabbed a pin, I guess, and you see into the future when you hold this thing. And yeah, you see into the other land. The oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. So there was, well, there's two jokes. Actually, the joke before that, there's two fan service jokes. Uh, one was that they saw Disney's not so or Mickey's not so scary Halloween adventure, and they see the Hocus Pocus show, <laughs> right? And the best joke for my money of the night was when Bill goes, "Who would base a Halloween show based after a movie that's almost twenty five years old?" And then they look at each other. <laughs> that was my favorite oh, joke. Yeah, that was good. But so so self referential yep. and self. Uh, yeah, it, it was just awesome. And then they did. This is a fan service moment. I had to explain this to Karen because this is her first year going to Halloween Horror Nights. Now, you may have remembered it because I know they did it last year. They looked off into Animal Kingdom and saw a big open spot and asked what it was. And it's a, it's the Avatar Land that they've been talking yes. about since I moved here. Yes. Long, long, long pause. Then all of a sudden jumps up the Avatar guy screaming, they have sex with their tails, which he has been doing for like five or six years running. Oh, yeah. No. When, as soon as they, they brought up the Avatar land <laughs> thing, I'm like, I'm like looking all over in the audience because I know what's coming. Yep. So, yeah, we get our sex with our tails joke. And then we get a really fun bit of where he's still thinking he's king of the world because Avatar is getting their own land. Lo and behold, here are... Princess Leia, Han Solo, and Chewbacca from Star Wars, who have now taken more than all the attention away from Avatar Land and real life. <laughs> yep. And they, that they did a good job, too. The Han Solo guy was great out in the walker. Oh, yeah. Uh, the bit where he pulled his gun out and fell back. Okay. <laughs> on the floor was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, where do we go from there? I know there's a good Doctor Who reference. I did. I don't get them because I don't watch it. Well, it was good because there was two things I liked about it. One was the um, if Kanye Kanye made the joke if he has a time machine, there's no way Chloe can't have a time machine. And she says hers is European. Right. That was funny. And then the whole bigger on the inside joke. Do you know that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The TARDIS is bigger on the inside, and and they yeah. kind of are talking about Chloe, and then of course uh, Kanye <laughs> does the hot dog down a hallway joke. Uh, we get the female Avengers, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, who didn't? Uh, nobody. The females. Yep. Oh, Shia LaBeouf showed up a couple times. That's worth mentioning. Oh, yeah. Which was a callback to last year, some more fan service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a dance-off between the Avengers XXL and mm. the female Avengers, which is one of the highlights of the show for me. I think so. Especially the redhead. My God. Mm, yeah. 
Um, they, they, had a, they had a couple of really, really good dancers and really hot. Yeah. Uh, the guy that played Bruce Banner was hilarious. Yes. Uh, Agreed. Yep. And where do we go from there? I, I, I think that's when just we have the... The chaos that ensues in every Bill and Ted's, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure I'm missing some jokes. There was a, dare, a good Daredevil joke. Yes. Uh, but other than that, we, we get some more pop culture, right? We have a great... Oh, no. Marge is a new black joke. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh just a brief appearance of the two characters from Orange is the New Black, and then Justin Bieber gets assigned to the women's prison. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but like I said, just the chaos oh, of was, Bill and Ted's. And there was also a, a Bitch Perfect joke. Oh, God, yeah, that was weird early on. I forgot about that. Plus, the yeah. my I have I, I, I know a lot of the people in the show. Uh, I don't know this girl. I am going to make it a point to meet her and have maybe not a show discussion with her, but just talk to her. The our my new favorite recurring actress. She played Elsa last year. She played the yeah. uh, Rebel Wilson, Rebel Wilson character, character this, year. this year, and she had a hand in writing a lot of this this year. So oh, I do need to meet her. Oh. Not again, just for my own personal say hi. I really respect what you do and great job type of thing. Like I've had the opportunity with a lot of the people in the show. Yeah, she is. Uh, now that I know that she's even writing some of this, she is a really funny actress. She's she kills it when she's on stage. And if she's writing this stuff, she's a creative genius. Yep. too. Uh, uh, awesome. You wouldn't think you would want to see a Melissa, a Melissa McCarthy impression until you see hers. Right. When you see hers, it's awesome. Yeah, yep. she's extremely talented. Yeah, I, I agree. So yeah, um, we missed out. She she showed in and out as different characters, but uh, we yeah, she was there. Um, we did have some political humor with Donald Trump, Hillary, and Bill Clinton. Yes, a couple of good political jokes. Bill said, "If you win, can I run the country this time?" <laughs> yeah. So that was I th- appropriate. I think at this point we're down to the face off, and then we get some. This is this is where you, if you were going to be lost. This was it because we had some callbacks from Halloween Horror Nights throughout the years of people who played the villains in Bill and Ted. Taylor Swift was a villain one year. That's what her appearance was about at the end. Mm-hmm. So we had a uh, Chloe and and Kanye saying there was two guys that have ruined Wait, pop. Chloe or uh, what? Kim? Kim? Yes, I'm sorry. Does it matter? I don't know. Okay, I'm confused. Yeah. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West say there's two guys that have been worse to pop culture than they'll ever been. And of course, they're talking about Bill and Ted and the people <laughs> that Bill and Ted have lampooned over the year, over the years come back to defend them. Right. And, but all in all, it really doesn't matter because it's something Kanye West says at the end where he says he's the king of everything. He runs everything without the, without him, the Kardashians are nothing. And that pisses off Kim. She throws him in a vaporizer. He's dead. We get our finale. Uh, we get a kind of an odd callback to dead celebrities, which the singers, we get Amy Winehouse, Elvis, and uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. That was odd. It was. I liked it. I like all three of those artists. I just wasn't oh, yeah. expecting that. And then the most subtle and I think best tribute of the entire run of the show was the Roddy Piper bit where they said, we're all out of bubblegum. Yeah, and they start to rock out. I really like when they, they did the same thing for Adam Yock when he died with the Beastie Boys, and I was really happy to see them throw that Roddy Piper 
tribute uh-huh. in at the end too so yeah me too that's the long and short of bill and Ted's. i know i missed a lot but this is off the top of my head having seen it quite a few times yeah i i just hope there's a, a youtube video of it that doesn't get deleted right <laughs> i mean i get them deleting it while the show is going on totally i in fact, I, I get irritated when when fans put that stuff up before yes, the, yeah. sh- the show is done because right. it's like, look, don't don't do spoilers, don't do that stuff. I get it. You got a good recording. Hold off at least till the show is done. Then, you know, I, I think it's for posterity. Keeping it on the internet and letting people see it is not a big deal. Right, right. This leads us into the Carnage Returns. So, <laughs> you know. I, before we do this, I I, I didn't want to rate the shows because they're so different. There's not really a way to to rate them against each other, with the it, exception of saying if you can only go to one, which would you go to? This That's is the only such a real way to do it. Tough question too, because I ha- man, I did rate the shows, but it's so dumb it's five and five i mean <laughs> they're just five and five they're so good oh that way yeah so i i rated bill and ted actually a four. Oh, really okay um i thought they'd done better i i, I think i had, think my last point comes from the fan service you didn't get without an explanation i probably <laughs> i think that's probably what it is uh, it was not a bad show by any means it was really fun i um i, I think i did oh i'm sorry go ahead uh, I was just going to say, I think that given that that uh, the Bill and Ted show follows a, a formula and that the formula is fairly similar every year, year to year, <laughs> if I was going to give advice to anyone about which show to see, if they could only see one, Carnage returns hands down. Yes, I, I, I would. I, and I believe that's why that's why it came in as a four yeah, rather than a five. I totally agree with what you said now. That last week, I was sitting around with nothing to do. This is while you were in Seattle. I had really, I, I had caught up on everything, which is incredibly really characteristic of me at Neo's S. And and it's like I looked at the last week in Halloween Horror Nights and said, "Well, what would I do if this is the first time I'm going?" I said, "You know what? Let me just jot down some notes and read off what I would do and make it a special episode in case anyone stumbles upon it. It might help." Which I liked, by the way. Okay, that was cool. a good episode. Now I picked in this choice of, of what to do between the two i picked bill and ted but only for a technical reason and it's what we just talked about you are not allowed to videotape bill and ted you could videotape carnage returns so you can see carnage returns online you it'd be harder to find bill and ted it's probably out there but carnage returns re- returns three pages of results on youtube whereas bill and ted takes some searching so i only said bill and ted because of a technicality as far as having a the time we had at carnage returns Holy shit. I mean, talk about I, being in the middle of a group of people that are like-minded and just having the time of their fucking lives. It was so much fun. So, and I think my analysis of it is that if you could ever find Bill and Ted online later, it, you would probably get almost everything out of that show that you would get sitting there live. Whereas that is not true with the Carnage Returns. Yep. The Carnage Returns live is going to be, I don't care how close you were and how good your video is, it does not matter. You're not getting the heat from those things. You're not getting the, the, you, it's not something you want to miss live. We went a little early to line up and I don't know, we, we kind of, I think we went we earlier s- than the people that we were with thought we would need to go, but 
we were front row barrier right in front of Jack and Chance from the second that first flame shot, and it, there was nowhere else you could be to be That's have awesome. much more fun. Yep. Oh, it was it was totally awesome. Yep. Uh, so yeah, let's describe the show. I mean, it's. Uh, anyone that's seen the Carnival of Carnage, it's a sequel to that. We haven't covered that yet, but I will tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sequel and a definite upgrade for that. Uh, Jack is back in this show, and so, but before uh, you get to the okay. show, they they did a few teasers online of video. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> um, where they've got this couple strapped into chairs, and Chance is teasing them, and then they pan over to Jack and. Jack says, "Oh, it's my choice." Oh, right, and then, yeah. you know, he, he's got the choice of Freddy and Jason and and zombies and he's like, "Let's I think he lets the zombies out." And then he's like, "Oh, what the hell?" and opens all the doors. So, it's just kind of like this is your preview to the show. And if you've seen it, you jump in, you automatically recognize that they've got the same two married couple there. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, in fact, the uh shoot, if you step back, I totally forgot about this. You even go back one scene further, the guy they kidnap gives the the whatever warning you want to call it the foul language yes. the loud explosion blah 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 warning which is the best way I've ever seen that warning done. Yeah, that was awesome. Especially when he says foul language is on here twice and he gets his cheek slit with a straight razor. Yep. Yep. Uh yeah. Yeah, and and uh, I was so I, I had only what we talked about chance on right. this show is only the only thing I knew about chance. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, she's, she's basically the, the a, not necessarily a foil, but like a, a, a sidekick for Jack. Right. Yep. And it's like, yeah, no, um, um, she's as twisted or more twisted than Jack is. If I, it's been a long time since I've seen the carnival of carnage. She played a much bigger role. She was actually, kind of the catalyst of the finale between two characters of carnival of carnage i don't want to tell you what that was okay seeing her as jack's partner basically was a new way to see her and i absolutely loved it i mean absolutely partner yep yeah yeah not even a uh not even a hint of of sidekick right. going yep. on there yeah uh there was and- some there was a couple moments here and there where jack would put her in her place but that just goes along with the the two characters and just added to the show i mean yeah put her in her place or at least rein her in yeah i, right, I yeah. saw it <laughs> i saw it more as a a reigning or reigning like, is a better way to say it yep yep you know, don't, don't kill them so quick yeah <laughs> sort of that's how i got more of it i don't know yep but to describe the show i mean i told you going into this like i said this is a concert a magic show a <laughs> blood sacrifice all in one and it's it, what it was <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah i mean it, it's basically a it is a a evil clown variety yep. show is really what it is i forgot i got christy to watch this show one night i stopped by so she saw the chainsaw drill team she saw one of the houses which we'll get to and she saw this show so i did make uh, her watch the show because i said you're gonna like this show you know everybody in it let's watch the show and she enjoyed it it's great i mean they bring this guy on stage. He's strapped to this chair. Yep. The first couple is a couple. They, uh, oh shit. No, that was, a that's the last, I, was, I can't remember what ride they're waiting for. Man, it sucks. I'll have to go back and listen to the, the, the uh, audio, but they, they brought out a couple that they found in the park. They were there on their honeymoon. That's what it was. They were there on mm-hmm. their honeymoon. Well, first of all, let's, let's take a step back because 
first Jack appears in a magic trick, which is cool. I mean, <laughs> if I really looked at it, I probably would have figured it out, but I never wanted to. I saw this show 20 times, and I never wanted to figure out how he appeared in a box because I didn't want it to ruin it for me. No. So uh, the box was assembled in, a, in an opening song number. There was smoke. There was that decrepit, rusted Pop Goes the Weasel song. It opens oh, up. Yeah. It opens up to one of my all-time favorite songs, "More Human Than Human" by What Zombie. And there's Jack screaming, "I'm back!" And oh, it's fire and flames and screams and oh, it was so cool. It was so cool. So yeah, the the premise is they not a premise, but this first idea is they find a couple that's there on their honeymoon, and they're just they're gonna kill them. We'll get to it. Oh, there's gonna yeah. be a little fucking with them before that, and. <laughs> so first thing they do is put the wife on this board that has has like four spots. It's the Michael Bublé, <laughs> the, the uh, Wackatrol. I forget what the third one is. And then the, the, the whole side is the big ass saw. And yep. Jack is like big ass saw, big ass saw. He's like focusing on big ass saw. How they determine how they're going to kill people is Jan- Chance throwing knives at it. And she never hits the big ass saw. And every time she throws it, he goes, the big ass <laughs> Oh, the Michael Booth like, gets so angry. <laughs> it is so well done. And that's the thing is like all of this mayhem and carnage is wrapped up in this, this oh. constant stream of humor. I just remember what the fourth spot is. It's easy way out because that's our first kill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what she hits. Out. She hits easy way out. So the guy that did the the um, warning is wheeled out in a wheelchair. They let him go and he runs out through the sign that says exit. And next thing you see, he's in a giant blender. Now, you right. don't know this, but <laughs> back in 16, this was used in The Arrival. Every icon, Jack, uh, Caretaker, the director, and the storyteller were all featured again with fear. Not, not, um, not fear. It was, uh, it was a guy that looked like the Red Demon from Legion. They had a stage show, and everyone had a kill. And Jack's kill was with this blender. So it's a callback to 16. Uh-huh. This is a fan favorite. So it was nice. cool to see that. Yeah, yeah. So the first guy gets killed with a blender. <laughs> very awesomely by the way and it gets stuck which is just icing on the cake <laughs> yeah because they kept pushing they kept kicking it and then they get even more killed uh. <laughs> and meanwhile the wife is still she's stretched on that wheel and they bring out the next guy which is how can you not love the fact that they're about the torture to death an internet troll Right, <laughs> especially from anyone that covers this on Twitter, Facebook, or in our case, a podcast. We all have the trolls. I oh. love, oh, and hell, let's face it. Everyone in Halloween Horror Nights, especially the people that are playing these characters and have played them for years, have had their dealings with trolls. This had to be uh-huh. a freaking dream come true to be able to play this out night after night for thirty exactly. nights. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they wheel him out. She throws, Jazz throws a knife. They hit whack a troll. They take him backstage. They have a dance number. Which is, by the time the dance number is over, you're kind of going, what did I just see? And Jack, the second you think that, Jack comes out and says, I know what you're all thinking. What the hell was that? (laughs) I was like, yes, that (laughs) is what I was thinking. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is such a good show. Uh, Yeah, so self-aware, so uh, just... Yeah, brilliant. So what they do, they they wheel out the guy, the, the the internet troll. He is trapped in a box, and you see his arms, you see his head poke through a box, through, through a box. I mean, it's a it's an illusion, but it's a great illusion. They put a bag over his head. Chance picks a weapon. She picks a bat. Jack tells her to pick the bat with the nails. She takes the <laughs> bat, gives him a slug. Big burst of blood on the behind where his head was. They pull off the mask. He's all but 
unconscious and bruised and battered. And just to make sure the job's done, Chance gives a little yank on his head and pulls his entire spine out by his skull. Yeah. And oh. Jack holds on to it for like the next 10 minutes, which is I awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now, so much goodness in this show. So now at this point, the wife's getting a little mouthy. Her name is Amanda, and Chance doesn't like what Amanda is saying to her. She just wants right. to be friends, but neither her or Jack are putting up with her shit. And in a well, there's two illusions going on when this happens. The first one is kind of obvious. Second one, I don't know how they did. Well, actually, the second one I know they did. The first one, I don't. Know, I don't know how they did. We saw her get strapped up on the wheel. Then all of a sudden, a blade shoots out from her chest. And blood drips down and then one through her mouth. Now, I know how the mouth one was done. When you see it as many times as I did, you can see it. I have yet to figure out how the chest one was done. It's nice. awesome. Cool. So last but not least, Jack wants the, uh, the they have one more victim. Chance, I guess, forgets that Amanda is dead, which is probably <laughs> Chance's best scene in this whole show. She's, I don't know if it's forgetfulness or she's just she's that far gone that she's yeah, talking to exactly yeah dead. so she starts screaming at amanda she's talking to amanda amanda's not talking to her she's getting upset she's being rude she's throwing knives over and over again they're all hitting the big ass saw and then she finally screams amanda with the joke oh right she's dead <laughs> now we have three blades in the big ass saw so jack finally gets to pull out the big ass saw they find a gentleman who is waiting in line for Twister, and since he likes things that are slow and painful, which how can you not like that joke, being a Universal Studios fan, he gets the big-ass saw. He gets, oh, and the big-ass saw is A awesome. big-ass saw. It's just, it's this huge saw he gets strapped to the front of. It, he gets, they cover it up with the big jack symbol. The blade comes in. You see just a ton of blood pour out of the bottom. Chance makes the joke, he's a bleeder. <laughs> Pull it out. His legs. I think his arms are gone. His legs are definitely gone. Yes. It starts to spin. Jack concludes the show. It was this. And uh, it really is a highlight for me for 25. I enjoyed this show as much as anything else and more. And I think this is the thing I did most was see this show. I can't imagine why. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I and that's the reason that I put it as you need to go see this show because I it was one of the thing the few things that I disagreed with you because I was in I think I was in Seattle or coming home from Seattle when I listened to your your if you're going to the show right. or if you're going your last night this is what you need to do and I was like in complete disagreement when you said go see the Bill and Ted because I think that this show would lose so much just being video recorded yep. that you're, uh, you're right. I well, I mean, you're you're welcome to your own. No, opinion. no, it's you're, just it's just wrong. You're absolutely no, you're <laughs> and I said I I made my decision on the technicality, not on what I what I right. would do. And uh, you're right. The, 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 seeing the show, and I did go back and watch it on video because our friend Lou didn't get to see any shows because he started way mm. late at night. And I found yeah, the, the right. best video for him, and and I sent it to him, and I watched it. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's really good to see this, but man, it is not like seeing it live. No, no, it, um, and and we got. You know, really close standing room. It's a standing room only show. Yep. There's no seats or anything. We, we were stand. in the front, yeah, and we were like two rows back or one row back, and just the heat from the, yep. the flames and the and well, chance 
jiggling, <laughs> jiggling her way across the stage. Well, we got um, it, 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 we got to see we wanted to see a particular Jack and a particular Chance, but I've seen I've saw them all, and and there is no bad choice. But there was one because we've been talking back and forth with the podcast yeah. and on Twitter. So we wanted to make sure we saw them to support them more than anything. We were oh, lucky yeah. enough to see both of them in that show. So it was a, a, a just the best way to see it. We were up front. We were in the middle. We saw the Jack and chance we were hoping to see, and it was yeah. just the highlight of the night for me. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I, I agree. It was, it was, uh, it's hard to describe the spectacle you get to see. Yep. Because uh, everything that we've just said and described how the show went all is going to sound cool and it's going to sound awesome. The fact that they pull it off in such a – they make you laugh. They make you gasp. They make you go, holy crap. <laughs> they they just do everything. And, man, they just – they are having so much fun. It shows. And I got the feeling you just by the energy – you and I were experiencing right then and there. You had the same opinion of me and not, not to spoil something that's happening this week, but this is the best place to reveal it. There is a, a gift from that Jack and chance in the mail that you should be getting by the end of the week. Awesome. Yeah. yeah you told me about, <laughs> Oh, that I did. I was, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's totally great. Yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Cool. Um, it's yeah. Uh, they, they did a fantastic show. I, again, I love the Bill and Ted thing, but my recommendation would have been go and see this live. And uh, kudos to behind the scenes. This is another. This is someone uh, I had the pleasure of meeting and that, that my wife has worked with for decades. Well, not quite decades. She hasn't been there decades, 18 years, close enough. But Patrick Braylord is the show director for this, and he deserves as much credit as the actors because oh, sure. without his hand in what was going on, it, it, it could have been something different. So kudos to him for putting on I think the highlight of the event. I agree. It was, this show was, this show was everything that I expected from Jack. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I, th- I think that's the best way to say it. It's like, I've, I've had all this build up with you telling me about Jack and learning all the stories and learning all the history and learning all that stuff. And, you know, kind of getting an idea of what his, his past Halloween horror nights were like. And, Everything that I expected from Jack was in this, and then more. It was just like they turned up. They turned it up to eleven. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. So it's yeah. Unfortunately, it can't be seen again. But I would have that would have been my recommendation. If you're going to miss anything, don't miss this. Right. Yes. Well, believe it or not, we're only still got all the we're like not even halfway through what there is to do with this thing. Oh, uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm hoping people are getting the fact that we really had a good day. Yeah, yeah. Or night or all the whole thing. Right. So I don't know how to approach this. I guess go in the order we went, maybe. Sure. That, that's actually a good way to do we it. We did the exact path. Well, there's a little alteration with the nine house, but we did the exact path we suggested on our first timer tips. We yep. shot right over to the kids area. Yep. And we did Walking Dead. Cool. Yep. Now, so, <laughs> I'm actually glad we're talking about Walking Dead first because it's all uphill from here. Right. Um, we did Walking Dead, and um, we, yeah, you know, if you if you've listened to the the coverage that we did of uh, L.A., um, uh, Hollywood did a bang up job with Walking Dead. It came as my number one maze in in Hollywood. Yes. Not so much with the Orlando one. 
No, and it's just was unfortunate. And I, I, I do, I did see them trying to improve it throughout the year because I saw it opening night, I saw it closing night, and it's different. I wouldn't say it's worlds apart, but it's different. They try to cover up things. They, they kind of actually by the last night they almost abandoned the the whole water thing and just had those waterlogged zombies or walkers in different places. Mm. Yeah, it just didn't. It's so. One of the things that I that I disliked about this maze in like the whole maze, everything was way too dark until you got to the the wolf the wolf trap. Yeah, yep. Everything was way too dark, and it wasn't it wasn't when it opened. It's just they were. I think they were trying to. Well, they were definitely trying to do that in the food bank because it's. I and this happens. No, I'm I'm not complaining about what the art and design team did. I'm just saying it didn't work. They tried yeah. something new. They tried to put the walkers in a water, and they were, I think they were trying to more create the reflections of the light and the sound of the sloshing water to go along with what they did. Unfortunately, that room was so well lit when it opened, you saw that they were in a big rubber lined tub, and it's mm-hmm. like it didn't pull it off. I think they removed lights throughout the event to to the point that it was. Just within you safety did. parameters, so you couldn't see those those tubs. Well, you couldn't see the tubs, but the thing was is that when you couldn't see the tubs, you couldn't see Bingo. the walkers either. Bingo. You're absolutely so right. You didn't, yep. you, you didn't hear. You didn't see. Yep. You didn't. And it was just kind of like, eh. They, um, they attempted a similar scene as – actually, the same scene as the one in uh, in Hollywood, the, the throat-cutting scene. Yeah. Um, in Hollywood, the throat-cutting scene was – a character on his knees getting his throat cut and they had this tube worked up to his throat and it would spritz. Yes. And it was great. Uh, In Orlando, no, it was a dummy and the head was really obviously fake and it just did. They didn't get it. No. And the, uh, the other, other one that the other scene, when I went through walking dead here and saw the scene that with the glass door, the revolving door and went, Mm -hmm. okay, you can't, I guess you can't do that. I understand what they're doing here and you just can't pull it off. We go to Hollywood. It's like, oh, no, no. you can because yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was just, uh, unfortunately, it was a miss. It was a miss. It's going to happen. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of, honestly, one of two misses out of the most things to do in any Halloween Horror Nights this year. Right. So I don't have much more to say about Walking Dead. No. I don't want to beat that into the ground. I do have in my notes, though, I wrote down everything we did in order. When we got out of Walking Dead, we finally got to enjoy a jacked-up carnage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they were pretty good. I had more I than liked one. Them. Yep. Yeah, we had more than one in this line because we went right to the Purge, and lo and behold, there was no line for the Purge, so we had to finish off one of our <laughs> mm. one of the people with us because they couldn't finish the drink off, so we pretty much had like one and a half jacked-up carnages going into the Purge. That happened several times that night. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> By the time we got to the end, I was pretty drunk. Yeah. But, okay, so Purge. Right. What did you think of the Purge? Because you know how much I raved about this going into this. So I I enjoyed the Purge because it, the scares were good. Um, the, the characters, really, really good. Uh, unfortunately, and, and I think this is... One of the few, or one of the second times I have to say this, which is terrible, but after experiencing the purge in Hollywood, in the tram and the scare zone, coming into this purge and going through it, um, the details weren't quite there. Yeah. 
yeah, uh, the, the the facade was great. That, yeah, that that whole thing, the sign that they had with the the the, the lights going and the like uh, the the cop lights going and all that stuff. That was cool. It was good. The it was insanity all the way through. The scares were like bam, 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 bam. Like th- there was always something going on and always something jumping out at you, scaring the crap out of you. Yep. But the details weren't there, and I know why. Well, there was no details. I, yeah. I'm not going to argue that. There's no details. It was just no the, details. yeah, they were covering up what it was being built as best they could and i think yeah. they considering that they did a good job they did a good job it was it was like i said as a scare house it was great uh as a purge house not as much oh okay well you know what okay i was i was kind of poo-pooing that but now when you put when i consider what you just said okay yeah okay like yeah. they got me several times in that house they really uh, could have, you know what? Now that you say that, they could have called it like whatever. I was going to throw a word out insanity and put, you know, vendetta mass on them. And it didn't have necessarily have to be the purge because right. that's what the house, the house didn't really, you're right. The house was not the purge. It just had the characters. It had Big Daddy and his crew and it had the uh, uh, polite gentleman and his crew. So but, they could have. Even more than that, like they they didn't have any of like the video screens going through right, it where yep, they yeah. could have had like effects like that going. Through. They didn't have anything like that. It was just you're going through a generic house and it's purge characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the scares were good. Oh yeah, see, I just like the I. That is one of all the houses we're going to talk about. The second you you get in, it doesn't let up until you are out. No, it doesn't. And I like houses like that or mazes like that. Yeah, a lot. So I and, like the and purge. actually they did that too. Uh, they. Since since you first talked about it, they modified another house that did the same thing when I was there. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll It'll be interesting there. when we get there. Okay. Yeah. So from The Purge, we went to Insidious. Yeah. Now, you still haven't seen the films yet, have you? Uh, no, I've seen some of them. Okay. I, like, I tried to watch Best Ofs and, and some clip stuff just so that I knew what the further was and okay. all that kind of stuff. So I got a good idea of it. And I got the synopsis stuff. And... Uh, once we started going through, uh, what? Sorry, when we went through the um, lights on tour, I got a whole lot of different questions answered that made so much more sense to right. what I'd seen. Yeah, yeah. My opinion of this is that I enjoyed it for what it was the first time I saw it. When we went to Hollywood, and then I could go to them back to back. I really liked how they complimented each other. That is exactly what I would, how I would describe it. As okay. Well. Um, this one was good. I loved yeah. this one. Uh, it's specifically the, 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 the dark bride. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Stuff right. That they did in this one yep. was so good. Yep. Again, switching over. If, if we're doing comparisons, it's a complimentary thing because, you know, uh, it came up as as number one for you and number two for me in Hollywood, yeah. Which which means in Hollywood they did it really really well. This is no worse. It's just totally different. Different. Yep. And you get a much more. Uh, it, they went for the psychological here a little more. Uh, yes. Just kind of. They went for creepy rather than scary, and they they nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this for for just rushing through the movies before this started and not really taking them in, just watching them to know what was going on. I thought it was really well done. The further I got to give that the, if we're giving out any kind of awards, which I just started now, I will give that the uh, tactile slash technical award of the year. 
Oh, hell yeah. Because that was freaking cool. The, the entry to the further. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. Yes. The entry to oh, the further. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, that I, I agree. That was. And then learning how it was done in the unmasking was like even made it even better, even yeah. though it's not what I thought it was. No, it was. We can spoil it now, right? Oh, or yeah. That's right. Do, yes. Of course you can. Are we are gonna, are we going to do an unmasking? Oh, we'll probably do an unmasking. I'm so putting this together for unmasking. All right. So we won't spoil it then. It was. It was a really good effect. Yes. I'll just leave it at that. Yep. Um, it felt like the walls were closing in on you. It felt like, you know, you're being squeezed into yeah. whatever, and then you come out, and it's like you know you're somewhere else. Yep. So uh, kudos to the to the team there that came up with that. Brilliant. Yep. It was as good of an effect as the, uh, the candle mirror effect in uh, Hollywood. Oh yeah, <laughs> remember that? One? That was my favorite room. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know, and it, but it was as good of an effect as that. Just a different sort of effect, right? Yep. The candle one was a very visual sort of thing, and this was just a very. There was no visuals. No, it was, it was tactile. Yeah, and it was all yep. tactile effect, yep. and it, it just made you. It made the goosebumps on your arms. Just ugh, it was yep. good. Uh, now, from there, I wanted to mention this. I did have this in my notes. From there, we went to Diagon Alley. Because yes. you're never going to get a shorter ride at Gringo- line time at Gringotts. So we right. went in. We saw the dragon breathe some fire at night, which is spectacular. Always. And then we went to Gringotts, and we ran into a listener. Yes, we did. His name was Jake, who yep. uh, saw our shirts, asked if we were fans of the show, and I'm like, no, we're the idiots that do the show. And he was... <laughs> Super nice guy. It was, oh, it was, he great, was. Yeah, it was great meeting him. It was just unfortunate that we met him in line at Gringotts because it moved so fast. We got to talk to him for about maybe thirty seconds, and then yeah. we were off on the ride. So, yeah. I did want to give a shout out to Jake. If you're still a listener, it was great meeting you. Wish we got more time to talk to you, but thank you for saying something because otherwise we would not have a chance to meet you. And it was cool yeah. to meet you. And, and unfortunately, I don't remember his significant other's name. Uh, she was introduced. I just yeah, you remember. you were in front of me, and I was like trying to overhear, so I I missed that as well. So. Yeah. So, uh, whatever her name is, tell tell her that we uh, we had a good time meeting her as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was cool. really nice to meet him, and he was super cool guy. Um, you know, asked us some interesting questions. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember right now, and <laughs> and we we asked him a few things, and I think he was looking forward to Freddie Jason. Oh really? I okay, I didn't get to hear that part because we had. I know when we met him, we were just about to get inside that pre-show, yeah. and I just I I didn't get a chance. I wanted to to like catch up. I was hoping we get stop outside that room so we could talk to him for a good minute, but it just didn't happen. But still, yeah. very cool for him to ask us that question and us to introduce ourselves and meet him because it's yeah. it, we we say this with every knee is that show everything we do is a labor of love but when we find people that enjoy it it just gives us that extra oomph to keep going so thank you for taking the time to say something jake that was awesome yeah and then that goes for anyone who ever sees us with their Neo's yeah. Ed shirts. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know, there may be somebody out there who has Neo's Ed shirts that is not but always ask because yeah, we'll, that's right yep. we're happy to talk <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's yep no doubt so, okay, from Diagon Alley, I have next on my list the, oh, Run. Yeah. And that's probably right in proximity. Run. This was... And this was the one that I was talking about. Uh, really? Um, okay. By the time I got to Run, it was pretty much insanity from start to finish. Run is, this is one of those ones when I, I went to the first time, I really liked it. Next time I went to it, I liked it more. Next time I went to it, I think I fell in love with it. After that, I was like, I could not stop going. No matter what I was doing there, there was even a night, I shit you not, I'm not telling this story for sensationalism. 
my wife had forgotten something. I had to run into the park. On my way out, I went to run. I was <laughs> addicted to run by the time this event was over. Uh, I, and, and it didn't take anything for me to get in the run. I went into that and I, and maybe was talking to you a little bit about it before. And I, I immediately got the game show vibe and I immediately started to get all of those little things and the signs where it was like they were announcing which killer was or which, which kill contestant was getting the yes, most points. Yep. And, and that's, and I was so into this and I was like, I, I, I don't know who's, ah, damn it. And then you'd get into the next room and it was just, it was just mayhem the whole way through. It was so fun. There is, I am so, was, got so addicted to run that I'm going to, I'm going to preview a little bit of what we have planned in the future in this off season. You and I are talking about doing a, not a long series, but a series of specials of where we're going to design what we would do if we were in charge of Halloween Horror Nights type of deal. Mm-hmm. If we could design one, what would it be? I love the characters of Chipper and Chainsaw in Canada so much that there's there's a very distinct possibility they will have their own maze in my store in my version. I when I saw the Canada room that you guys had alluded to yeah. that that was going to be my favorite room and I walked in there and I saw the big Canadian flag and the dude with the wood chipper or the yeah the wood chipper and it was just oh my god this is perfect <laughs> remember the story karen and i told you about being told which way to the house was so empty the maze was so uh-huh. empty the character told us which way to go uh-huh. it, it was chainsaw she told oh. us which way to go okay that was yeah and uh-huh. that's the other thing that 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 made it easy to get addicted to run i don't know why run never had a long wait time no matter what night i went you could always walk into it really? in a sense i mean well yeah, yeah. i mean it's just- but I mean, you look at body collectors, it says 75 minutes. You look at run, it says 20 minutes. Which one are you going to do? Right. So it's like, and it was never, I never waited more than 20 minutes that I know of. And I, I went to this so much, like almost as much as the, the carnage returns. Yeah. I, I love I, this maze. I went through that one. And even before I got to the Canada room, I was, it, I was just stoked. Yep. Uh, the, the the Japanese room was great. Oh yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was just, there was so much going on and, the theme, it, it, this was a hard one, or this was an easy one to do badly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because to keep that running theme going through, that game show theme going through, where you've got every room being a different country and a different kill zone and a different, was hard, but they nailed it. Yeah. They I, did. I loved it. Yep. Oh, I could talk about Run Forever, but I'm not going to, because we're going to go on to Asylum in Wonderland 3D. Uh-huh. Your third 3d house my fourth yes Yes. i said before and i'll say it again best of the four i've ever seen yes okay (laughs) there's there's nothing i can add to that uh statement this um this actually has my favorite room of the event okay um that is the the mad hatters uh, tea party. (laughs) The, the tea party room is my favorite room of this entire event it's it was so well done the 3d was so well done uh i i it just it was awesome yep and it didn't hurt that we got a shout out on twitter from the one of the crew that was playing the mad hatter that night so that's true yeah. yes we did. <laughs> I, I, I actually wasn't even in my consideration oh, okay. of this but um <laughs> that's when, my very rare moment to brag once again when you go through this one and you, you got into the the mad hatters uh, tea party yeah the the tables, it, it, the cool part was that like the 
the cups and the saucers and stuff seem to be floating at different levels on the tables and the cards going up over the, the, the ceiling were, were shifting and it was just so well done. I, the, the room was gorgeous and the characters inside it were awesome. Let me give a shout out here. I don't know if he listens. We didn't identify ourselves or even talk about doing the podcast because that's not what we were there for. Let me give a shout out to Manny, our tour guide on Unmasking the Horror. Because yes. he took us, this was one of the houses on our, our mazes on our tour, and he gave us 3D glasses as we went in there. And the lights were on as best they possibly could during the day to see that. And we got to, everything you said is dead on about that room. But we got to go back the next day and spend like 10 minutes in that room really yeah. looking at every single detail with the 3D glasses, thanks to Manny. And it solidified it as my favorite room. Okay, I mean, nice. W- yep. w- when we walked in, he, he said, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I think this is my favorite room of the event. Right. Yep. And he's like, really? And I'm like, D- you know, and, and we spent another 10 minutes in there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, this is definitely my right. favorite room. Yeah. Uh, they, I think... The best word I can describe is that they, they took the 3D idea and used it more subtly this time to greater effect, Yeah, if that makes any sense. I understand what you're saying. It's it's a tough way to do it because it's – well, we've described it before. If, if this is your first time listening, it's Chroma Depth 3D. It's not polarization 3D. What Chroma Depth does is, is green is the base. Green is your regular – uh, depth of field red anything from green to red gets closer to you anything from green to blue gets farther away so they had to be very strategic in places to use that both those sides of the effect well and they yeah. did it well i uh, i was i had a good time and i think uh the, the the best thing that i can say about it is that when we went through during the daylight thing, and it was still pretty dark during the daylight thing, but it was, you could see the lights were on. Right. And he, he, most of the 3D effects held up during the day, yeah. which I mean, is incredible. They switch on black lights to really yeah. blow it out of the water. But uh, uh, but even with regular, uh, I don't know what you would call that, the, uh, the functional lighting of that particular building it's in, it still worked well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this is the best 3D house, 3D maze I've ever been in. Actually, this was my fourth, your fifth, because we did see one in LA. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yep. Um, and and don't get me wrong, LA's was really good. Uh, I, we we spoke about it at length. This I, one just took they. All I remembered about the 3D house is stalking John Murdy. That's all yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, they they this one was. They they subtly use 3D to a really big effect. Yeah, I think it's the one of the best ones they've done, and I really like the fact that it's the second 3D house that is a ultraviolet comic, which makes me think we have a new yeah. IP that we're going to see a lot more of in the future. I, I would love it. In fact, that is I will tell you that's one of my houses. I won't tell you what. In fact, I, when I wrote it, I was like, "This is." I wish this was real. This is such a good idea. I not not just the name, just the title. I, I don't. I'm not patting myself on the back. Just the title. I would like to, like someone much more talented than me would actually make it real. Just the idea that I think is a good idea. That's all I'm saying. Cool. Okay, this is getting harder because the the more we get on, it just got better throughout the night, more or less. So at this point, I do have my notes. Before the next house, we got to try one of the blood bags, the IV bags slash Jello shots. Yeah. I nah, 
I would not have another. No, it was not my whatever flavor it was was just not my taste. It was a little too tart, especially after drinking jacked up carnages all night, which were super sweet. Yeah, I like the tart usually, but this one was, uh, I think it was a tart grapefruit that I didn't like. Maybe that's what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. I was thinking cranberry, but it didn't quite have that tang of cranberry. I, no, this this was definitely a citrus thing in it, yeah. and I think it was it was actually grapefruit, that, and, and that would make sense that you didn't like that. Yeah. I'm glad we had them, but I don't need to have them again. The the texture was good. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that. that's like, true. Yep. yep. For sto- for storing them as long as they do and for, you know, being carried around and stuff like that, the texture was really, really good and consistent. Um, I just, the flavor was not my favorite thing. I finished mine because yeah. oh, yeah. it's got my <laughs> it's alcohol. It. Yeah. <laughs> that goes without saying. So it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. But, okay, besides that, or after that, I should say, we moved on to Body Collector's Recollections. Yes. Oh. Uh, I I I echo Just, yeah, what you, you and Karen said. Okay. This is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh it, it, the you walk into that that snow-covered facade and they've got the the AC cranked up pretty good in this one and uh chills, man. It's yeah. just it was really really well done. Body Collectors is one of my favorite stories of the original stories. Shady Brook is up there combining the two and and I think now that we're past the event I think this in the timeline of two this is what made it's it's interesting that Shady Brook was always in Cary Ohio but this one is in New York mm-hmm. I think this is the a major part of the body collector's story but I think this was also the start of Shady Brook being what it we came to know it I think this was the start of the Shady Brook story yeah and, and I and- love that and then the fact that they they expanded on the body collector's story with with having like the head body collector that, dude that, I forget I wrote a yeah the grand body collector I wrote a yeah. very long article in uh, for our, our unmasking coverage uh-huh. of of this it, it answered if it answered no other questions that answered one where do body collectors come from yeah they don't come from anywhere they're made yeah yep um. Uh, I don't know how much we want to describe this one, but we went through the the room, uh, the room. Let's just call it that. Actually, there's two the rooms in this one, yeah. but the, but the first one, which is is basically you've got almost a a jury like feel. Uh, uh, sorry, not a jury like feel. Uh, uh, theater, uh, th- not theater. Uh, uh, Damn it! What's the word I'm looking? Lecture hall. Oh, okay. There you go. Yep, yep. Type feel to it, right? Where you've got all of these these medical students, like an old timey lecture hall. These medical student type things, and they're watching this guy vivisect and dissect <laughs> right. this girl. And when he yanks out that spine, it's just chilling. Yes. Um. Uh, it was. Oh, it's just great. Yep. Uh, and then I'm guessing the second room you're talking about is the grand finale where they're assembling the body collectors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So and there's a huge Easter egg for yeah. Halloween Horror Nights fans, almost in between the two. It's more towards the end, but it's almost in between the two. Uh, if you were to look into the where they have the worst of the worst patients in the almost dungeon, the rusted cages, there's a woman screaming bloody murder, and behind her are two baby bassinets. One baby with a little tuft of orange hair on the front of his head, another one with jet black hair. So, yeah, uh, no official word, but I think it's pretty much safe to say we've now found the birthplace of Jack and Eddie. Yep. 
almost like a son of a thousand maniacs, much like Freddy. And and this is just, this is insane. How much, uh, how much new history and new, new stuff they put into this single maze. This is the fan house. This is the fan house. In my opinion, I, I, it was, it was, and the fact that it is everything in it is gorgeous. Oh yeah. It is so beautiful. Yep. Yeah, um, I I love this house, and when we get to our ratings, I'll gush some more because mm-hmm. as much as I, I was addicted to run, Body Collectors was far and away my favorite. Yep. So from there, we moved on to not my favorite, <laughs> but not my least, American Werewolf in London. All right. Um, it was. I think we've already. Well, we will already review this one in the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this kind uh, of this suffered. Yeah, the uh, the fact suffered, that we've seen it already. It suffered repeat itis, and it suffered repeat itis too soon. Yes. Uh, so anyone who had seen it two years ago saw the exact same thing um, with better wolves. It was, and a, I. It, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I don't give them this. They did the wolves way better. Yes, they did. And like you just said, it was a repeat. It was not nostalgic yet because it was too soon. Yep. So. Um, you know, you went through it. You got all the same stuff. If you watched the movie, it was very great. Great recollection of the movie. Uh, the the animatronic wolf was wolves were awesome. Yep. Well, they're actually puppets, so they were manned by somebody. Yes. Yep. Sorry. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Puppets. And we got to actually see that on our unmasking the horror tour. Yeah, there was really a guy cool. that was that was actually working the puppet, and yep. you, they let you do selfies or take pics or whatever in front of it. Yep. And uh, it was actually the best line of our one of the guys in our group gave the best line of the, the unmasking tour because him and his boyfriend were were there, and and he uh, he's like trying to take a selfie, and his boyfriend takes the phone and, and reaches out, and his boyfriend was this really tall, gangly guy with oh, yeah. really <laughs> long arms, and, and the guy says, "Yeah, yeah, the human selfie stick." stick. That's I, right. I yeah. cracked up. Yeah, it was it was good. <laughs> it was funny. I ran into those guys. Not, I didn't get to talk to them. It was like one of those after the fact things. I ran into them last night. I like walked by them. And it's like there's that familiarity. And then like as I'm ten paces away, I'm like, oh, they were on a masking tour. And it was it was too late to go back and yeah. say hi. But it's like, yeah. And it was probably because of the human selfie stick joke that they were memorable. Because you're right, yeah. that was the funniest things anyone said that whole day. Yeah, that was that was really funny. Yep. Um, and they were they were super fans too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we had we had a good group. We had a good yeah, that, and that's something we'll talk about later in another episode. Definitely. But yeah, I was happy with the group we had that day. Uh so from oh. there, I got Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. This was This is another one that got better every time I went through it. This was fun. Uh I enjoyed so uh let me restart that that thought. <laughs> okay. Um I was expecting more of a aliens versus predator type thing. Okay. Um, low on scares, high on here's Freddy and Jason. Uh, I got the high on here's Freddy and Jason, but I also got the scares. This was, they did this really, really well. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the details were fantastic. Even walking through it uh, before we went through the unmasking. Um, but you got the scares you got all the Freddy you wanted. You got all the Jason you wanted, and then you had all of them together, and it was just yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. It was one that got better every time I went through. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, the um, uh, Camp Crystal Lake facade was awesome. The yep. fourteen twenty eight 
Elm Street facade was awesome. The in between that that mirror maze of the yeah. boiler room was fantastic. Yeah, uh, I mentioned it on me and Karen's episode. One of the best memories I'll take back from this year is running chest first into a Jason <laughs> and almost knocking on my, on my ass. It was a great house. It was a great house. This was it was this went from a house that I kind of just blew off to probably one of my, if not my, I don't know. Alien versus Predator is tough to be, but one of my favorite. Uh, licensed intellectual property houses I've seen in Halloween Horror Nights. I, I would agree with that. Cool. Um, the 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 uh, when you go back to the Elm Street thing, that was something I had. I don't think I've seen, and if I have seen it, I haven't seen it done this done this well in a in a maze before. Which was you go you're going through you're halfway through the maze already, and then they've got an entire full house facade in front of you, and that was just something where it's like. Uh, you you get mazes where you either you go in and you get the first facade or you're going into the maze and you see the facade but i'd never really seen like this full house facade in the middle of the maze before right right and that was cool it that, was really well done that was fun it's, and it's that's one of those things we speculated way back when when they announced this we're like how are we going to make the transition from crystal lake to elm street and it's like the answer is is much simpler than we thought and much better than anything we came up with. It's like, oh, well, yeah. you don't. You just walk into Elm Street. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's way yeah. better than anything I thought of. Right. Because it's like, oh, no. You, you turn the corner and you go in there and it's like you know where you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, very well done. Yep. Yeah. I enjoyed this house. And uh, the uh, the props guys and the, and the stage builders in this one, very, very good. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, really, really good. Even in the in the uh, unmasking tour, it was hard to really tell where the facade ended and the structure started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that led us up to Jack presents twenty five years of monsters and mayhem. Yeah, and I missed this one in the nighttime. I only got to do this one during the day, right? Uh, during right. the unmasking tour, which was unfortunate. Yeah, but uh, you know things were what it was, and. uh I would like you to describe what it's like going through it. Okay. Well, this is a best of it's. I do have, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound negative, but I do have a problem with this house. And I think, I think I'm allowed to do that with the, the type of show we do. It says 25 years of, of monsters of mayhem, but it only represents 15 of the past years. Right. So what it does, it's they took some rooms from the past 15 years and built a house around it. Now, you start off with, you go through this beautiful, beautiful homage to the entire icon era of Halloween Horror Nights, which is my favorite era. There's a giant jack face that you walk through his mouth, and there's these spinning... Yeah, I don't know what you call them, cubes or boxes with all the icons on them. All of them. Yeah. Even Eddie and Cindy are on there, the lost yep. icons. Those were really cool. So from there, you walk into a scene from the original Scary Tales, which is one of my favorites, and it's Red Riding Hood, who took matters in her own hands, who pops <laughs> out at you with the wolf cloak, or the wolf uh, hide on her head. And from there, you go into the three bear, three Goldilocks and the three bears, where the bears really didn't give a shit about what Goldilocks was doing and found her just right and were eating her. <laughs> so we moved out of Goldilocks's or the three bears cottage into the Forsaken, which is something you had seen. Yes. In 2011. Uh, that was the ship, the fourth ship of Columbus that tried to mutiny and then met with a ridiculously grisly death. Uh, yeah, and, and it was actually one of my all-time favorite mazes too. I yeah. think. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was they took the um, 
the right room. Yeah, they t- they took the uh, and it's also a callback from years ago from SS Fritanic, the slanted mm-hmm. sinking ship. So they did a callback to the mechanics of it, but updated it with a new story. So from there, we went into the funeral home of the caretaker. Uh, yeah, the caretaker. Um, then we got to meet the caretaker. We saw Cindy's sarcophagus at the end of the room. And if you were lucky enough, you saw her. If the doors weren't broke, that was a great story Manny told us. Yeah. Apparently, the girls playing Cindy kept breaking the damn doors on the sarcophagus. <laughs> we're a little too excited is, about jumping out. Which yeah. is a great story. Great story. And then from there, we turned into this long hallway. Of, so, uh, just a second. Do you know if they were using child actors for Cindy? No, no, they don't. They, they, okay. They're 18 I, and I, older. They're just very, okay. very small women. Like, even the girls that were, we didn't mention this, but the uh, blind girls playing jump rope outside Elm Street were very, they look like little girls, but they were at least 18. Okay, so they're just a casting smaller women yes. and and using the using costuming to give you a, a really good visual effect. Bingo, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, yep. Good. They don't mess with labor laws with Halloween Horror Nights, especially with oh. all the assaults they had this year, which is yeah, uh, God damn it. Uh, well, that's another. That's a completely another story. Let's not get into that. Let's have fun with this. So from yeah. there, we're led into a hallway which has a great picture of Jack at the end. And it's, there's so much going on in this, in this hallway. Chances are you might not see everything. On the right side is one of those scrim walls like we just talked about for Insidious in Hollywood, where the wall disappears and you see a ghost float by. On the left side is there's pictures of these abstract, not really abstract, uh, more pop culture pictures of Reagan from uh, The Exorcist, except for the last one where there's a character. So you expect to see a picture, picture, and then you think another picture and you could get scared by a character <laughs> if you saw it. And above you is another scrim wall or scrim ceiling where a ghost pops in and out and is floating above you. But from there, after we make that turn, we are into the classic Universal Monsters room. And now it's one thing going through this in the house. We you get Frankenstein, you get the Wolfman, Frankenstein's the Bride of Frankenstein, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Phantom of the Opera, The Mummy, and I think that's it before you get into Dracula's Bride's Room. That's great. That's all great. I love that. Manny, there was a lot going on in those rooms. I, I, this was all thrown. Uh, seeing these creatures was one thing. I was waiting for that. I thought that's what I wanted to see this year until we did Unmasking the, tour, the Horror Tour, and Manny let us go in and out of these rooms. I was in fucking heaven during our tour. That was amazing. Now that's we'll talk more about that when we talk about it on the masking tour. But as as much as I thought it was it was awesome seeing the characters inside their their settings, walking in and out of these sets was probably the highlight of this house on the unmasking tour. It had nothing to do with going any night at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, which is one of the reasons it was like if if I missed any maze, this is the one that I that I'm glad that I missed. Yeah, because you ended up spending more time in this than ninety percent of the people that went to Halloween Horror Nights. And I. I'll explain later. Just keep going. Okay. So uh, from there, we went into one of the most infamous scenes from any Halloween Horror Nights, and that was from Castle Vampire, and it was with uh, Dracula's brides this time. There was one bride when we saw her the first time on this bed. Now there is two women on this bed trying to seduce Mm -hmm. you into the bed, which would normally not be so difficult uh, for me. Still probably. (laughs) From there, we went into a hallway where on the right was the winter's... I think it was called Winter's Night that you and I had experienced with the weeping, yeah. the screaming angels or the weeping angels. 
Yep. Two of which were statues, one which is a character, and on the left was that mirror effect of the making it feel like you were a hundred feet off the ground, even though you were still on the ground level. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, that, even even in the the um, unmasking, that was a fantastic yep. effect. Yep. Uh, we turn the corner and we go into Nightingales, which is another one you and I experienced together. This is the one with the bungee characters yeah. that flew above our heads. I, that, I can't wait till we talk about that. So great World War One scene from Nightingales. We get to walk through and experience again. Then we have a brief uh, appearance by Havoc and Havoc on Rail. That is the genetic engin- engineered soldiers. A lot of chainsaws. A lot huh? of chains. Uh, and this, this is, this is my other problem with the house. Next one. Number two, we get a mashup of two very good houses and there's no reason to mash them up. It's two of the biggest tongue in cheek houses. One, which is leave it to Cleaver. This is about the meaty meats family that we talked about. I think our last episode, our last mm-hmm. index episode. Yep. And it's, it's mashed up with the Christmas decorations from HR blood and gut. So you don't get one or the other. You get them both together. And I think it's kind of a flop on both ends. Uh, Sounded like it. I, I when we did the walkthrough, it, it there was only two characters, and yeah, um, and yeah it, it, there wasn't a lot of facade either. No, it, I I was very disappointed by the representation of both of these. I think they should have done one or the other. But all right, uh, it is what it is. Um, from there we go past a mirror trick where it's there's a hole in the wall, but everything behind the mirror is it looks like it's behind you, so you expect to look see your reflection in the mirror, and it's actually a character playing Jack on the other side. And then, last but not least, as far as inside the structure, you go into a room with, I think it's called Lots of Jacks. It's Jacks throughout the ages. Yeah. And the polka dot outfit and the ringleader, we don't see him in the duster, but there's like about a dozen statue of Jacks and two or three Jacks in makeup. We go out of there, we take a long, long walk to the outside. So, so just before, I, I, I'm kind of glad I didn't see that one in the dark, because <laughs> right. I'm not sure how I would have done it. Right, right. I mean, I know I wouldn't have hit a character because that's just not me, but I would have been kind of vibrating by the time I got out of that one. Uh, From there, we take a long, dark walk, and then we're outside, and there's these two big uh, artistic piles piles of things from Halloween Hard Night's Past. Props. Props. There you go. And behind one is Eddie, and behind the other one is Meanie Meats, both with chainsaws. And then that is finally the end of the house. Right, and that's the only thing that I re- really regret not going through this is to see Eddie popping out at the right. End. Yep, yep. But for me, from what I saw in the unmasking, um, this house was disjointed enough, and the the stuff that I really wanted to see, I'd or or the stuff that would have that looked really interesting, I'd already seen in the years previous. Yeah. So, yeah, if there was a house that I had to had to pick to skip, knowing what I know now, this would have been it. This is one of those rare houses where the story I put together in my head is better than what the story was. Because when I when you asked me how did they join this all together, I said in a really unique way that I really liked. My thought was is that Jack went because we know Jack is we know he has the ability to be supernatural. That's how he brought Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface right. in the Carnival of Carnage. I imagine Jack traveling through time and ripping rooms out of the houses and piecing them together into his own mansion. That's not sure. what this was. This was just, no. in fact, our, I had been on two unmasking tours and both said this is just the best of together with clown tents. And I'm like, well, shit, my story for once, and it happens very rarely, but I'm proud to say for once my story I thought was actually better. Yeah. I, I Huge fan service attempt going on here. Um, you know, they're trying to, to, to give everybody a taste of what's been going on the last 15 years. 
pretty good. I, they, a lot of their picks I like. Nightingales was a yep. good pick. Forsaken was a good pick. Winter's Night was a good pick. Um, and the thing is, those ones, I think, they, because they recreated them so true, probably ended up working out better than some of them that they didn't. All three people that I took for the first time run the gambit of this on their list. Mm, Lou okay. has it very low. Karen has it in the middle. And Scott, my friend Scott, who we have yet to talk to, has it very high. So it it is, it all, it's very individual, this house. Okay. And I think the more you've gone, the better it's going to be for you. First timers, it's a, it could be anything. It could be a hit or miss, or it could be right in the middle. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I didn't get to see it in its full glory. I saw it uh, in, in its, uh, in the unmasking. So. Yeah. Um, you arguably right. saw it the better way, honestly. That's that's kind of my impression as well, but uh, it still would have been nice to see it yep. both ways. No, oh, well. Well, okay. I think that leads us into our ratings. Not something we've done before, but this is 25 is a special thing. So I actually went through and rated everything one through five. Very so hard I, to do. I rated everything one through five, and then I also rated things in order of what I liked them or didn't like them. Okay. Um, I got scare zones first, if we can start there. Sure. Okay. My number five is, we no surprise, Scary Tales Scream Punk. I gave that a one out of five. Yep. I Same. would go lower if I... Didn't think that was a dick move to do. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, no, I gave them a one because there were there were a couple of things. Yeah, that I, I know. Maybe I, mean, I saw that we're okay. I might be a little, but, little too harsh. Yep, yep. Um, I think the the biggest reason that I gave it a one is because it was something I was really looking forward That's to, and it was thing. very disappointing. That is absolutely correct. Yep. Uh, my number four is All Night Dying double feature. Really, I gave that a two point seven out of five. Yeah, huh. I gave All Night uh, a three. Really? So pretty okay. close. And it was my number four as well. Okay. And it's really because the uh, black and white were kind of a four out of five, but then the color weren't as prevalent or as good. Or maybe they got lost in the mix, but they, I really could have lived with that just being the black and white characters and probably would have been closer to the top of my list. And for me, I think it was, um, I, I enjoyed a f- several things in the color. It's the only one I saw, but I, I've gotten enough descriptions and pictures of the black and white right. that I got an idea of what was going on. Uh, the The only reason it was more than a two is that, that Carrie did steal the show and yeah. <laughs> right. uh, the casting there just not bumped it up a notch. Okay. I, I think uh, because of that casting and because of the other casting that I saw because of that, uh, yeah. Probably would have gave it another little bit, rounded out to a three if it was the they extended the zone a little bit, so we could have cleared up the congestion maybe too. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three for me is Icons HHN Icons, but it's a huh. it's a number three with a four out of five. It is just so, so good. <laughs> so we're exactly okay. the same on that one too. Um, I almost had them tying with all night, but Icons just nudged it yep. because there was so much going on there, and it was definitely a four to five. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, my, my, now, I'll tell you, my last two are tied as far as score, but I had to put one above the other. They're both Same. five out of fives, Same. but my number four is Evil Roots. Or Evil's Roots. <laughs> Same. Okay, which leaves, of course, Psycho Scarepy Unleashed, a, fi- a perfect, a beyond five out of five, perfect, awesome yeah. scare zone. One of the best ranks right out there. With the pur- Actually, it surpasses The Purge, I'll be honest, and I loved The Purge last year. Uh, yes. Yep. It, it, oh, yeah, this is way beyond The Purge last year for me. Um, psychoscarapy has 
it's number two on my list, and I think it would be number one, except number one on my list is still that initial experience that I got, uh, which still hasn't worn off yet. Yeah, nice. Uh, we did uh, the shows briefly. I gave Bill and Ted and Carnage Returns five out of five. Bill and Ted is for the fan service. Carnage Returns is because it's just fucking awesome. Yeah, I gave Bill and Ted a four, but but even then, it was it, it's so hard to say. The only reason I really did it is just because I think Carnage was uh, Carnage was a show that uh, put it this way. I've been going for what five, six years now. I think yeah, five years, five years, yeah. yeah, five years. Um, Carnage was the best show I've ever seen yeah. at Halloween Horror Nights. Yep, can't argue that. So I couldn't rate Bill and Ted as high as it okay. this year. All right. Well, that goes to the mazes. And I actually went back and pulled the list I made opening night. And oh, it's, go through that first. What's that? Go through that I will, first. It's I will, because it has changed a lot. A lot. And let me tell you, I'll, I'll go through it. Number nine was Walking Dead. Number eight, American Werewolf in London. Number seven, Freddy versus Jason. Number six, Run. Number five, Insidious. Number four, Asylum in Wonderland 3D. Number three, Body Collectors. Number two, Jack presents 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem. And number one on opening night was The Purge. Right. Now, do you want me to just list them again and then we'll talk about our ratings? Or should I give them with the ratings? I don't know. Let's just go back and forth okay. again like we did. All right, from, my number, nine, from, I'll, from nine to one. I'll tell you this. Number nine has not changed. It's still Walking Dead. Yeah, same here. Not one. even going to say why. We already said it a lot. Yeah, one out of five. Number eight has not changed either. American Wolf in London. Same here. And I gave that a two out of five. And Lou put it best for me. It it was really well done, but it felt out of place. And then you capped it off by saying it was repeat, not nostalgia, too soon. Yep. Uh, and I gave it a one. I guess I honestly, um, talking about it now and talking about it during the show, I'm going to bump that to a two okay. because the animatronic uh, or the sorry, the puppet wolf was good. Yes. Yep. I, that bumped it up by by. Uh, a number itself yep. so i'll give it a two this surprised me this this is where it gets really hard after those two because putting these in order are just so hard because any of these any other year just I, yeah balls are uh, yeah. awesome so this surprised me my number seven is insidious really yep that that surprises me too my number seven is the purge okay and i marked I rated it as a three. I gave Insidious a 3.5. The further is what gave it the 3.5. Everything else was cool, but there's just, it's not that this house isn't cool. It's just that everything else I'm about to talk about is so much cooler to me. Okay. Uh, number, what is that? Six. This yep. surprised me as well. This dropped a lot. Out Asylum in Wonderland 3D. Really? Yep. Okay. It's, but, so- it, but it's a number, it's a six with a four out of five. Okay, so my number six, and and this may be because I didn't actually get to go through it, is 25 years, and I gave it a three out of five. Okay, yep. And that that could very well be because I didn't actually get the, I only saw it during the daytime, I didn't get that full effect. Right. But it was too disjointed, and some of the creative choices I would have gone another way. Right. Uh, My number five, this was the biggest drop out of all of them. It was my number one. But the more I got to experience the event, it's now all the way down to number five. It's The Purge. Interesting. And it's mostly because after my initial walkthrough and, like I said, being in the midst of the chaos from beginning to end, 
really after that first walkthrough, I get to look around and see what it was supposed to be, and it kind of distracts from it. And then you start to realize, and, and Hollywood did a lot to this, added a lot to this. It's not really the purge. It's just the characters put into this what this house was supposed to be so it kind of lo- lost after the initial walkthrough which blew me away it dropped like a stone after that right so this may be a surprise but number five for me is freddy versus jason wow I gave okay it, i give it only a three um i liked freddy versus jason a lot i just there was nothing there was nothing groundbreaking in it. Um, I didn't like the fact that they used the video screens to show fights. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. That really took me out of it. Um, I know why they did it, but it really took me out of it. So it, it was good. There was a lot of fan service. It was pretty. It was a very pretty maze. Uh, it just didn't. It's a three for me. Yep. Uh, my number four is the second biggest drop. It went from number two to number four, and that is Jack Presents 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem. My number four is Insidious, but I did give it a four. Okay. Uh, uh, and I don't know. I think Hollywood might have an effect on this one as well, because this was such a perfect compliment to the one in Hollywood. And it was such a, uh, that's I guess that's really all I can say. It's like between those two and and all the stuff that I'd studied and a lot of the clips that I watched and stuff. It's like I feel like I know these movies without ever watching them. Yeah, you know what <laughs> right. I mean. Yep. Yep. And and so I got so much between the two of them, and it was such a compliment. I I really enjoyed yep. Insidious in both places. For for uh, Jack Jack's is a four out of five, which it's still a high twenty five is a high curve. I think I hate to say this, I think I'm masking actually may have made this drop for me if they hadn't told me that there was no story behind this that it was just a best of house i probably would have kept with my story be it good or Mm. bad and enjoyed this more when they found when i found out that they didn't really put a story behind it it kind of lost a lot of its luster for me so i think that's what made it drop so this is one of those rare times uh, i mean i learned a lot more than took away from it the unmasking don't get me wrong but that was one instance where it's like oh i wish i hadn't learned that part yeah uh number three uh, let's see what was where was this before this is probably the highest jump uh it went from my number seven to my number three and that's freddy versus jason oh okay and i gave this a 4.5 out of five because this is one of those ones that it, it without fail every time i went this year it was better than the last time i went see and you're cheating on me because you're using points <laughs> instead of just saying one to ten. Oh, okay yeah you're right uh, i am but I, this one for me is 3D Alice in Wonderland, or or you know, oh, okay, uh, Asylum whatever. in Wonderland, Asylum 3D? in Wonderland, yep. yeah, um, best 3D house I've ever been in, and it had my favorite room in the entire all of the mazes. This yeah. had my favorite room. I gave it a four out of five. I'm not sure what could have boosted it to a five. Uh, unfortunately, the next two are just that much better. Yep. Well, my number two, it's a five out of five, and it's run. And that's mine, too. Yep. This was just, I got addicted to it by the end. I, the more I went through this, the more I loved it. I love Halloween Horror Nights. I love being scared, but more than any of those, I love having fun, and run was all about having fun. I And I was just, I was really disappointed. Well, disappointed. I was, it was unfortunate that our unmasking tour did not have run. Uh, mine, mine did. My first one did. So I got I some pictures of run and I got a lot of the backstory, which was nice. Yeah. And, yep. and, but the thing is I went into run and 
I'm a child of the 80s. I'm a yeah. fan of the 80s. <laughs> right. This is a five out of five maze for me. Yep. And, the, and the only reason it's number two is what we'll talk about next. Yep. And I had, I was just like, I was felt like a kid saying, can we do it again? Can we do it again? Yeah, I know, you right? Because yep. it's so much fun. Yeah. Well, that leaves number one for both of us, Body, Body collectors, collectors, Recollections. And I have that as a 10 out of five. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> just, exactly. I, uh, this might, this is, I've said this several times on Facebook. This is my favorite one ever not just 25 this is my favorite maze ever of halloween heart nights right and my comment was going to be i don't know how they're ever going to top this maze this is i have it in my notes i said this is just this just might possibly be a perfect maze yeah gorgeous uh, great story it adds to the lineage of so many things in halloween Horror nights oh, yeah it ties so many things together and without destroying anything yeah right? exactly and that's the yep. thing is like Anytime you start tying all these things together, you can really damage a, a property. But no, this just enhances everything it touches. It sure does. Yeah. Uh, it was. And and the chills that ran through me going through this one, the scares were perfect. The the facades were perfect. The uh, It was just, it was so well done. I loved this maze. Me too. Me too. I, I can't say any more about it. I'm just going to leave it as it is. And and the unmasking tour enhanced. It does. It. Yep. Uh yeah, by the time I was done this maze initially, I was like, well, why did we not leave this for last? And the second thing when we went through the, the unmasking, I went, I just want to go through A, the maze again, and then B, the unmasking again, because so much good stuff. Yeah. Yep. That That is it. That is 25. That, well, tw- there's a couple of other things. Okay. Well, at least one other thing. All right. Um, the Twisted Taters were damn good. <laughs> Right, yep. I did not get to have my pizza with uh, a hot dog in it. That was the other thing that I missed, which, God, I was looking for them all night, and we missed them initially, and or I missed them initially, and there's always next year, I guess. Yep. I uh, had it. It was okay. I, yeah, I, well, in my mind, it's always going to be awesome. <laughs> as much as I rave about the food at Halloween or at Universal, they can't seem to get pizza right. That was the bad part about it. The pizza was soggy and nasty. The hot dog was okay, but. Hmm. See, and I don't mind a soggy pizza as long as it's soggy with grease. Oh, right. Okay. No, it's, I don't know what the sogginess is. That's a problem. Mm. All right. Uh, the drinks were good. Yeah. Uh, both the the jacked up carnage. What else did we drink? Oh, we had the the. Uh, There's a couple oh, of beers that we had. We tried the pumpkin beer, which was actually not bad. I, yeah, it was uh, the pumpkin beers I've had before. Like over, completely overwhelmed with. Sp- spices Spice. and flavoring this one was not so this was right. actually tolerable for me yeah yeah that's right that we uh, we actually ended up drinking the pumpkin beers at the end of the night just to wash the stickiness out of our <laughs> right, mouth yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was good uh i enjoyed the pumpkin beer yeah um and you know <sighs> evil's roots psychoscarapy run body collectors those and 3d those five things alone would have made this night the best night ever the fact that Everything else around it, with maybe two exceptions, was just almost to that level as well. Yeah, just blew this thing up. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was awesome. It was yeah. Th- uh, they needed to, uh, yeah, they, ex- they, they, they executed, deliver and they did. Yep, they executed on everything they needed to execute on. Yep, it and, was fantastic. Uh, I mean, I don't expect that that twenty six is going to be this because man, trying to keep this up for. 
trying to one up this one every year and keep going, it's going to be hard. We'll probably do some kind of speculation episode when we get back into the regular swing of things for 26. I would imagine they're going to not go in a different direction because they're not going to change the event, but they're going to, I would imagine, kind of distance themselves. Not oh, that's the wrong word too. Be different enough that they it's hard aren't, to compare. aren't compared. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And that's that's probably the right way for them to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm so happy that they're they're expanding scare zones every year. Right, to bigger and bigger. Uh, I still think that you know the whole uh, what I guess on the maps it's the west end of the lagoon. You know, is is unused a lot. Right, by the Bill and Ted area and all that stuff. There, right. there seems to be opportunity in that area to do some sort of scare zone-ish right. stuff, but we'll see what, who knows, maybe I'm just dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, it was a fantastic event. Yep. To kind of wrap up here, we had promised when we started doing this show, we were going to have extensive coverage of Halloween Horror Nights 25. And while I didn't quite tick off the things on the list I had wanted to do, to do, I compiled a list of everything we did that was 25 specific. And much to my surprise, between special podcast episodes and articles, we have 30 separate pieces of reporting on 25 this year. And I'm actually really proud of that. That's that's one for every day that they were open. You're right. Yeah, it's short one. I have to do a quick special. So, oh, all right. <laughs> They're done. They did. Oh, they did thirty or thirty-one. They did thirty, didn't they? 30. It was thirty. You're right. You're right. It is right. It's exact. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly it. So yeah. from the from the very beginning of of announcing Freddy versus Jason to talking to Mike Aiello on our like third or fourth episode, all the way yeah. to the one we just did now. And all of our articles, including every bit of all seven of the unmasking tours I went through, I mean, that's like a bonus one in there, to even a new experimental uh, 3D version of the tour that I took pictures that of. That was pretty cool, man. No, cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, we have we covered this. I can't think of much more we could have done, and I'm really, really proud of what we were able to get out of the, put into this and get out of it this year. Yeah, and have fun. I think we. I don't think any of this ever became a chore. It was fun every step of the way. That was a, a concern that you had, or I had for for you even going into this. Was like, you know, by the time he's done with this, is he just like going to be so done with Halloween Horror right. Nights? He's just like, I, I'm glad it's a year to go. But no, I, I we had fun the whole time. Yep, yep. I can't promise we're going to do 30 things for 26, but now we uh, know what we can do and what we can talk about, and we can we'll, build we'll from just there. Do- We'll do 26 things for 26. Right. Oh, there you go. So that's all I really wanted to say. I just wanted to plug that or put that out there, kind of plug the work we did this year, and then we'll be getting back to indexing soon. I have one more thing I want to record with a friend of mine. It was on the last night, and then I think we're back to indexing the episodes, which no, we haven't we got, done in a while. We've got two more things we want to record. You want to do the one with uh, with Scott? <gasps> oh, yeah, you're right. Yep, yep. And then we want to do the unmasking. Uh, oh, as well. yeah. And then three, because we're going to do Hollow Scream as well. So we're and never going to index again. That's what oh, it comes down to. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, it, it will. Um, yeah. I, so we've got a couple more shows before we start the indexing again. And and actually, we might actually do a few indexes in between the the yeah. other coverage and just use those as special episodes. But um, yeah, we will be getting back to our regular scheduled programming fairly shortly. Absolutely. Yep. So with that, this has pretty much been 25 over the past two hours, we yeah. finally got to talk to about it. Like we've been itching to do it for weeks. I've been itching to do it since September. 
Yeah. But we got <laughs> it itch- done. I've been itching to do it since, since what, May. Yeah, right. Yeah, no kidding. Actually, you're right. Yeah, so... Well, with that, if you have anything to share about 25 that we haven't hit yet, we do have some feedback. We probably need to do a feedback episode, too. I just haven't been able to fit it in because we end up talking so damn much we're out of time. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that. The feedback has been coming through. It's not being lost. Which I just, I'm just i very terrible at scheduling it in, so we're going to get to that soon. Please send anything you want to say, any stories about 25 you have to share, especially not over, any stories about any Halloween Horror Nights. We will get it in. I'll make a much more concerted concerted effort at it. But until then, thanks for listening. All our contact information is about to come up, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a news-as internet entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at newsaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening.